Hey, this is Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. Need you. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, we don't need you. Your fi- your future endeavored. Straight Edge Society was good. No, it was good. It was okay. I liked it. I listened during that time. It was good. It was probably the best thing they had there at that time. During SmackDown, absolutely. I did. I need my uh, inappropriate uh, bell for me. I didn't. Can you grab that? For yeah. Me? Can you? Oh yeah, we left. No. Inappropriate the inappropriate bell. Oh, this fucking computer. I love this computer. Nah, you don't. Of course I do. Come on. Yeah. It's the greatest thing since uh, an egg white omelet. An egg white omelet. Ugh. Ooh. You like egg whites? I do. You do? I actually I like eggs. I like egg whites. I, I like eggs. I like them, but they they egg whites don't agree with me. They make my you know too much protein. They just fucking they actually make, don't me, have, they make actually... me stink. No, I mean, dude, it was one time years ago, turkey egg white wrap you know every day or whatever. Man, I fucking farted in this bar. <laughs> Fucking cleared it out. I remember I was eating healthy one time. I farted so loud that it turned into shit. (laughs) You were eating healthy? Oh, I always eat healthy. He always eats healthy. He eats a healthy amount. A healthy. See? God damn it. I'm glad I I, I see Jay today. God damn. That was a good one. We are part of the Shining Wizards Network, part of Dark Satellite Media. What what about that intro, huh? All of a sudden. It's all right, man. We can edit that out. That's great. 
<laughs> it's going to be great. Hammer's in the building. All four members of Contribution are in the house. <laughs> Jip hyphen C. <laughs> yeah, there it is. What was your name? I forgot your name. Wasn't it something with the putter? Power Wasn't it? I think, I think you were putter. I think it was putter. You were bullpen. Oh, no. You, you, power strip. No, he was power strip. Power, power strip, strip. Bullpen, Fubar, and Jim hyphen C. Gun, 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 Speaking of themes, I, Razor Ramon theme. I feel that That's a silent killer oh right there. Oh, my God. I, love you it. Ain't I forgot lying. how good that was. That song was good. Forgot how good that was. I just forgot how bad the big show was. Uh, <laughs> how terrible he looks! He had one cool shirt though. It was um called Big Nasty Bastard. That was stupid. I like that shirt. He looks like a sack of potatoes. Does he really? He looks terrible in this match. Look at a big LG right there. Though, looking good. Lou Gallows. Lou Gallows. Lou Gallows is always great. I have no qualms. Oh, about absolutely, dude! Is uh, what is it? The 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 talking sh- talking shop vlog or whatever it Something is on like, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. He's good. So let's get the elephant out of the room. Besides me, Jay. What happened to you yesterday, man? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm yeah. 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 I'm joining the club, guys. <laughs> what club is that? Uh, Married Club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, this person didn't work for me. Doesn't necessarily doesn't mean it have to work for any. You well, know. like I said, that's what I said. I said it to uh, my dad. I was like, yeah, I really question her decision making. I mean, come on. She said yes to that. I can't believe it. <laughs> Maybe she was pressured because the kids helped you. Can I? Nah, well, I, that's what it is. I used the kids to help. So can I? Can I just say what a rock? What a yeah. What uh, a uh, yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Hey hey, Jay got the colored girl rock. Yeah. So you can't say colored. <laughs> Damn it, where's Paul? Where's Kevin Dunn? Yeah. <laughs> so the queen, the queen is is it will officially be a queen. She'll huh? officially be a queen. Yeah. Well, she was the queen of turnbuckle throwbacks anyway. Yeah. But, um, unless Brielle challenges her to a street fight. So hey, I, I wanted to see that. I'm telling you. Yeah. I, yeah, I but could go but, down, but they gotta. It's gotta be with some oil or something. I was just gonna <laughs> say, do we add, can something. we add Jello? I'm not. I, who reaps the benefits? <laughs> this fat bastard right here. <laughs> oh, she'd be into it. Hammer, what's going on? Hammer called me up this morning. I was I was coming home from the doctor. He's like, oh, what's going on? And I forgot how deep his voice was. I was getting pranked. I was like, oh, he's like, come over. I'm like, yeah, I'll order a pizza. Any excuse to order a pizza, right? So Hammer's in the building. So I said, did you have physical education? Because he's wearing his gym clothes. He's like, yeah. no, nah, I just don't have pants to fit me. <laughs> <laughs> Such problems. Such problems, man. Such problems. Oh, man. So I want to give a shout-out to uh, our boy Jimmy Ferrari. Because, yes. uh, hold on a second. Hold on. That's yeah. right. I was on the Brooklyn Blast Furnace last night. Ah, and when, you said? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, I actually have a copy, too. Um, so shout out. Jimmy is really interested in turnbuckle throwbacks, apparently. So he's going to, he wants to get down with us in a couple episodes. Yeah. And I said, no problem. You're going to have to throw the turnbuckle throw down. Yeah. Tur- turnbuckle blast furnace. I'm ah, it. Hey, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm it, yeah. I like that. So yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy's awesome. He got a new crib in Bay Ridge. He's literally right. He's really literally right over the bridge on, on, I thought he was always in Bay Ridge. He was in Brooklyn. He wasn't in Bay Ridge though. But that area. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. He's literally like right, right over there in, in, in Bay Ridge. I was supposed to go to his um his warming housewarming party on Sunday, but I was too crippled from the day before moving that fucking furniture. <laughs> but you know. I tell you right now, it's probably ch- a lot cheaper to live in. Bay- That's probably the cheapest area in Bay Ridge in Brooklyn to live in. I, I doubt it. Really? I doubt it. I mean, I mean, when you get like renting me, dude. I was in. I was looking at apartments just for shits and giggles 
In my old neighborhood, if you want a three bedroom with a bathroom or a bathroom and a half, it's easily almost three grand. And we're talking no, about Ridgewood, no. Queens, yeah. Well, that's Ridgewood and Bushwick. That area, that area is always going to be fucking expensive. Yeah, because you're because you're twenty minutes away from Manhattan. Literally, like <laughs> any, any train in that area, will, you could be in Manhattan in less than a half an hour. I still think Bay Ridge is the cheapest out of Brooklyn. You know, I don't know why because it takes forever to get to Manhattan from Bay Ridge. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It really does. The R train's right there. The R train's slow as fuck. Yeah, but you're right. But anywhere that's near a train station, you're, you're going to pay a shit ton of money for rent. So, well, okay, let's literally, I give you, I give you a good example. We have the cheapest rent out on Staten Island right now. Really, but but the new barbershop I was at this morning is literally right right next to Grand City's yes. train station. Grand City's not a, a an expensive neighborhood. It's really not. It's blue collar, right? It's definitely blue collar. But if you go across the street and you, know, I'm looking at the the, the, the place over there, eight hundred thousand, a million. Oh yeah. I'm like, dude, this is Grand City. What's the What's the barbershop you go to? It's my buddy's barbershop. He has his new one. Him and two other two of the two of the guys, they opened uh. up their own. Oh yeah, down my, the road. Okay, yeah, my buddy did it right by the train station. Uh, he, it's, he's been there for twelve years now. I think it's uh, next, well, that's what he did. Next level. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So you know where um the the um Grand City train station is? Yeah. Do you know where the Seven Eleven is? Yep. Right behind that. Oh okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I got. And there's you. actually another barbershop on that block. There's there's two. Yeah. yeah on uh, alongside the train station. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's, that's uh, Choppy's new hood over there now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. So what's going on? Ah, you know, big, yeah. big. Uh, you know, sad, sad wrestling news this week. But you know, in, in the same sense, it kind of he's he's getting the recognition that would. I think he wasn't somebody that wasn't. Uh, you know, he got his adulation while he was there, but maybe not as much as he's getting now. Like, we always look at everything. Yeah, well, we'll get into his career. Um, yeah. The the thing I took away, and I was telling this to Jimmy last night, the thing I took away from it is um, some of the people that we've even dealt with, like wrestlers and, and people who work in the wrestling business who've dealt with him, um, he was the nicest guy on the planet. He was the nicest guy on the planet. He didn't care where he was, whether he was in an arena or a fucking gymnasium in Bay Ridge, right? He didn't care. He was always humble. He was always good to the fucking to the workers. Yeah. And he was good to everybody, like. And those kind of guys don't know the potential. And I compared him to my father on Facebook the other day. My father was an amazing dude. But of course he had a really bad heroin ha- uh, addiction, right? So I figured like it was like that that comparison like great and girls who are great don't know that they're great. And if they don't know if they and if they don't know they're great, they're always gonna look for that that thing. Yeah. That thing. And if I'm 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 not an addict, right? But I know I've grew up with addicts, I've lived with addicts, I've a lot of my friends and family were addicts, they died too. But like I they they always looked for something, if that makes any sense, right? He always looked for something. That's why he was always fucking blasted. Apparently I just found out today with Meltzer, uh, that he was drinking again. Oh and he was alone. Well, I heard he was he was alone when he fell. Yeah, so I was about to say we'll get into that. We'll I, get into I, that. I read the same thing, and of course, I got the the ten greatest uh, Scott Hall matches from our friends over at WhatCulture.com. dot com. Okay, so we'll get into that too in a little while. Um, but currently, we got some shit going on. Yeah, it was announced a couple hours ago. Tony Khan announced the big tag team match for SuperCard. I can't wait. April first is Mania weekend. I'm, I'm I might be getting surgery that day. So we'll probably still have a show. Um, but I'm gonna have a ear thing, so I'm, I'm, I need, need you guys to fucking step up yeah. and be a little more vocal that day. Sure. <laughs> but that night is Supercard of Honor, mm-hmm. and Briscoes and FTR are gonna get it on. 
I, I I'm excited for this match. I just have one. I I know that this feud has been happening online. I wish, I wish this was pushed off a little bit, because I think this match is going to be so fucking bonkers. It's going to be so good that I, I I wish, like I said, just hold it off a little bit. That would that would be my thing. But I want to equate this match to like, say, for example. Arn Anderson and Tully versus like the Sheep Herders. Or the Rock and Roll Express. Or the Rock and Roll Express. Or the Midnights. Yeah. Or, or, or the Rockers, for that matter. This match is going to be incredible. This match is going to be incredible. Um, the reason why I, we can't hold back on it is because Tony Khan needs this. He needs the to sell. springboard. He needs to sell. His, his vision yeah. of, of what Ring of Honor is going to be. And it's, it's a shame that, you know, based on someone's comments from like 11 years ago, this tag team cannot be signed by AEW. Uh, and like I said, there, there's I think there's a little teeth to that rumor. There's something. Um, but, you know, I, I be that as it may, you know, he, he's come out and apologized to this. But then here's, here's where I always have a problem with this. Jay said, was, it was Jay, I think, that, that did it. Jay, yeah. You know, say whatever he said. Neither here nor there. He apologized for it after the fact. But like, Three times already. But if, if we're going to compare apples to apples... You know, I love Ex- apples. Ex- Excalibur, kind of. You know, shut up, Excalibur. Y- I'm sorry. Y- you know, when I like Excalibur. you know he went off. I really do. You know, years ago, different time, different place, whatever. You know, uh, what about when CM Punk called a, a fan a homo? <laughs> that he, was that was the first thing someone said after tell- the whole after, the, after they you, after they went public about not hiring the Briscoes. That's yeah. the first thing someone said. You know, that- and. You know, you know what I mean. And, and Jericho's got a spotty history. Like I think he, didn't he slap a chick or something like that? She was. She got a little handsy. I seen. The, I remember oh, seeing. The what about I like when they're handsy. What yeah, about I'm when? Sorry. J- what about when JBL did the uh, the the Nazi, see Kyle? Yeah, the see Kyle salute. That's right in Germany. In Germany, and he still kept the job with the, with the E. Come on. Yeah, but that's that's heat though. That's Vetter ist nicht schneit. You know what I'm saying? That's my shots is good, Yeah. Yeah. Das Umpa. Yeah. Rammstein. Rammstein. Du hast. You're right, though. Like, like I said, to me, you can't. It's a lot of hypocrisy. It's a, hypocr- very hypocritical. Yeah. So I'm sorry. To me, it's the hypocrisy, if you will. Yeah. The so. hypocrisy about democracy, if you but will. But you're right. <laughs> but I have to agree. I think you're right about the idea of you got to come out. You got to come out swinging with ROH. Oh, absolutely, man. If this is going to be Tony Khan's baby, uh, you know, taking this company. And bringing it to another level, or bringing it to another a different direction, if he's gonna use well, if he's gonna use it as like an NXT type of thing, right? And we've all we're all speculating that he's gonna use it as a, as a as an NXT ish yeah type of thing because he has like seventy five fucking people on his roster that he's not using right now. You got no choice but to take that. Joey Janela's not resigning. No, nope. okay. They cut- uh, they said that he was not very. You know uh, what, Joey Janela? Oh, you're bugging. Joey Janela said that. Uh, well, they're saying that a lot of the people in the roster didn't want to work with him because he wasn't safe. Who, Joey Janela? Yeah, they're telling oh. Joe. Well, I heard. I heard he was very vocal backstage. I, I, I mean, hold on, was that Hannah? He injured Eddie right before the big feud. Oh. And they're saying that that's what really got a, like a lot of heat on him. And but I don't know. I Janela's always had great matches. You know, you maybe like I said, maybe he's just you know under the big lights. He should he, be star man again. Yeah, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm kind, I'm, I'm kind of with uh, Bullpen over here. I'm not really a fan of Joey. Bullpen. I, I, lo- I love Janelle. <laughs> I do too. He's a character. Though. I can see why people don't like him. I can I, see yeah. why Bullpen don't like him. Yeah, but um, 
I could see why. I just don't, you know. But there's a bunch of people that that are not wrestling right now over there, and it's like it's just not. And you, you Sunny need, Kiss. Yeah, you need one. you need ROH. Couple of the broads, right? You need ROH and do something because let's just assume that you're acquiring you're acquiring the rights, rings, whatever. No contracts because there was no contracts there. I'm assuming that they're getting TV slots as well. So not yet, not yet. I think I, I think with what. They have with TNT and TBS has right now. They already have two wrestling shows. Yeah, I don't think they want to put another wrestling. show. No, but I'm saying that the the ROH spots that were already established. You know mm. what I mean? They have they have TV rights. They, so with Sinclair Network, is, is yes. Uh, so I'm assuming th- they're still valid unless like unless unless Tony Khan buys those those contracts. Yeah, and then asks you know Warner like, hey, can I put this other show on? Yeah, as well? or or are you just gonna go through Sinclair for that? Or they use the HBO Max streaming service, which and and stream the ROH stuff on HBO Max, which would be really which killer. is what we said. But but I'm pretty sure that's a but HBO is a Warner Warner company. Yes, correct. That's correct. Not right. for I, but I, I I'm pretty sure that may be changing soon. I think they I think they're up for sale, and or somebody's buying them. Uh, Warner. Yeah, really. Yeah, I think so. Wow. With it'd, HBO it'd be Max. Con TV. They should sell the Warner should sell because they fucking ruined DC Comics. <laughs> Fuck them. No, no, I mean, Fuck them. That 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 fucking app was awesome though. DC DC. I you know, love the app. And the then app they was had the, great. And they gave it to fucking HBO. So, but they just put out a that cat the Catwoman animated was dope. But it just came out a few weeks ago. Yeah, I heard. About I like that. that. Um. I mean, listen, DC's they they postponed some of their movies for next year. What the fuck, man? I'm not worried, dude. I want to see the Flash movie so badly, but, dude. Well, the, their last couple of movies weren't bad, man. No, they weren't. Okay, just hours of it. Yeah. I, well, you like three hours of fucking like hours of the Batman. Batman. <laughs> I did. I don't think another hour is gonna do any do you any worse. All right, listen. I you, you almost lost me at two and was up since four in the morning at that point. Uh, well, also the uh, Aquaman movie was fantastic. Yeah, it was. So it's just. I, I, I love Shazam. I didn't see Shazam yet. That might be my favorite one in out of all the new ones. That and Wonder Woman. I, all right. Never seen uh, Venom. I, it, but like the ending was the big payoff for the new one. Yeah. With Venom being part of the MCU. Yeah. The bottom line is though is that they're 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 making strides and they're gonna have to compete because Marvel's coming hard now again. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I'm not worried about DC. I'm just worried that Warner is going to put their little fingerprints on every little thing and then fuck it. I, but I told you this last week in the truck. If they, if they, if when like the mouse leaves Marvel alone, because Marvel has their own studio, the Correct. mouse just produ- produces everything for them now. If DC does the same thing with Warner and gives them the fucking and loosens the leash a little bit and lets them do their thing, you have a lot of content, man. They're doing a Blue Beetle movie, right? We talked about that. Yeah, we get the short the short order cook who's gonna be the blue beetle. You leave blue beetle alone. <laughs> and then I want the I want the blue beetle from the mountains of Caucasus. Okay, I like the I, I like the kid from Cobra. I Kai. want a white blue beetle. Forget the uh, the Latino blue beetle. Okay, God I like damn the, it. I like the kid. I want to see blue beetle with that blue beetle spaceship. I like Cobra Beetle. He's gonna be all right. Cobra Kai Beetle. Yeah, I like Cobra. Fuck him. Kai Beetle. But no, nah, that's what you know. It, it's um. That's I, that's why Vince is fucking WWE films failed. Because the, why? Because they they were so good, right? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> hey, wait a hey, minute. The, the wait, wait. Condemned was a good movie. Shut well, up. Oh no, no, was it really? Uh, I love no, the you know James going home tonight to watch the Marine Six, right? Stellar performance. Do you know why way. it failed? Because the chaperone, right? The chaperone was good. It's a chaperone. Introducing the mystery. Um, the um, 
the reason why that film company failed was because they had their fucking hands all over it. You can't cast the Miz and John Cena for all your fucking movies and but, and expect to compete. compete. What? That's it. I'm that not, was actually a really good cast. I'm not choice. mad at that. That was a good job. But actually. that, but that movie failed again because. But see no that, evil. See no evil was 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 a success. I saw that in the movie. Was a success. And I got a hand job that day in the theater too. Hey now, I'm not even really mad about that. Anyway, well, they were they were excited to see Kane. <laughs> it's gotta be Kane. Do it. <laughs> but like like I like I said last week though, how many people chop are gonna be looking? For ROH content on HBO Max, very true. Very, yeah, very it's true. like Jay, Jay said this last week, Jay two weeks ago. It's a niche audience, man. It's it's a super niche audience. Well, what I'm excited if if this does happen, this deal happens with AEW and HBO is the uh, I would love to see the pay per views at much discounted price on their streaming service. If they do it like that, if they do it like that, which I I mean fifty dollars every 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 pay per view. It's four of them, you know. Yeah, I mean it's two hundred dollars a year. But I would have spent more in the theater. But like it, you it's said. fifty bucks to just to get him and I in, right? Yeah. The theater was, was like in September. But you know how fucking the machine here eats. <laughs> so now, now I'm already in. And what fuck? What, they fucked up our order and double priced and double charges. Oh shit! So I was up. I was I was hundred and seventy five dollars in before the fucking before the pre show ended. You could just you could have <laughs> just stayed home and ordered pizza. And we, did, we, did, we did. We did. We did. We did. We did. But no. All, in, all, in all fairness, you're going for. The, I would yeah. do it again if you wanted to go. Um, my point is though, it, I, and I agree with Jay. At the niche audience, R- Ring of Honor fans are going to get HBO Max if they don't have it already to, to watch Ring of Honor. It's, I mean, the, the Honor Club thing is actually was was actually successful for them. Yeah, they actually had a, but that it's that niche audience. You know, I don't know, man. You got twenty years of footage. There's so much good stuff on there. Yeah, but but it's it, what the first four or five years was filmed in gymnasiums. I'm mad at that though. And 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 listen, and nos- the retroplex in Elizabeth, New Jersey. <clears throat> yes, nostalgia wise, yes. We're we're super. But if you're trying to appeal, you're trying to progress it. You can't go. Hey, listen, look at this product we had. Here's Eddie Guerrero. Which oh yeah, we we know who Eddie Guerrero is. Here's him against CM Punk and Ray. Yeah, Ray Mysterio. You know so, what I mean? So is, is but it bad? grainy, grainy fucking footage. Yeah, but then, then you're going to compare the fucking Tim Burton DC uh, Batman to Christian Bale? That's apples and oranges, man. You're going from like a cartoon fucking, well, where did you get those wonderful toys I, I to got, fucking vengeance? I think I, you know? I think I see where he's coming from because you know how when ECW got, first got picked up by WWE, you know how the footage was a little Just, grainy? Yeah. But that, that, but that product was fucking terrible. What's what, ECW? 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 No, oh, talking no, no, no. We're talking about... Oh, the production. The production yeah. value oh, of gotcha, ECW gotcha, gotcha. Okay, was okay, very okay. grainy, right. just like ROH was very grainy. Like, why that. do we watch the the, the, the night they crossed the line? 19, it's One, one is pivotal, but two, it's nostalgia for us. We, you, you're not going to get... Uh, like, like Ham is a, a demographic to watch 20-year-old uh, ROH stuff. You... Now you can as soon as you if you sift through it. But they you do. Can. What, but his de- but his generation does do it. On how many how many of your friends Hammer watches old stuff on YouTube from like let's just say the early two thousands? Twenty five percent. Right, but that but that but that twenty five percent is your is your is your crew on yeah. you, right? But that's what they do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They they do all the retro shit anyway. Yeah. So now they use that for fucking for of course for for you know for inspiration. But you, you you're talking you're talking pennies on a dollar. You're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. I just you know my whole thing is the the product itself is so good at a point where everybody who's famous now in wrestling 
came from that era. Like, you know, Danielson, Punk, Joe, Jay Lethal. I mean, all these guys are for Kevin Steen. If, yeah. you, if you didn't know who Kenta was, you would see Kenta in ROH, and then he ended up in NXT anyway. So. Yeah. Tyler Black. Tyler Black. Um, uh, you know, all Kevin, those guys. Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah. Steen, yeah. Sami Zayn. Generico, yeah. yeah Generico. Wait, Generico was Sami Zayn? Uh, I, thought, I thought Generico. It's a rumor. It's a rumor. It's a rumor. I thought he retired down to Mexico. Yeah, I heard. That's what I heard. Yeah, that's what I oh, heard. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the orphanage. That's right. And that's then right. Keith Lee was another one. Came Keith from, Lee was another one from ROH. Like, like I said, I, Punishment I'm, Margassa. Yeah. Punishment Margassa. Adam Cole. But I, I'm I'm, Adam Page. I'm not I'm not surprised that Bucks that the Hung Bucks <laughs> the Hung Bucks. The, I'm not surprised <laughs> that Khan Tony Khan ended up with it. And you showed me CM Punk's comments, which like. You're 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 promising too much. You saw the press conference, right? I told you about the press conference, right? You're promising too much with right. that. And Punk, Punk was in tears. And listen, he, and and like I heard somebody else was saying, I was like, oh well, Tony Khan will know what to do with it. Like, I don't know. How do you know I that did, though? How I, do you how do you know that? Does does Tony Khan have a streaming service like the WWE does? Like, say what you want about. Listen, I I hate the fucking Peacock. I hate the way to the navigate cock. it. I hate the way it's set up. On the phone, up. it's very easy. On the fucking TV, is awful. Yeah, yeah, awful. Exactly. And and but but you know what? Look at but how many stories are available? Like I said, he launched the the network in what, 2014? Around there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how many streaming services have come out since then? Discovery Plus, HBO Max. I, I mean, the list every, goes on. Every every major channel now has a streaming service. Yes. And that, what I'm saying is, and and maybe I'm getting a little McAfee with blowing smoke up Vince's ass. Yeah. But like he yeah. Was, but you yeah. got to admit, I, 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 it's good shit. Good yeah, shit. You got to admit he was ahead. He was ahead of that. And Tony Khan right now is just going. Maybe he's just trying to dip his toe in the water. You know, I can't see him recouping this money. What I can see happening is eventually, you know how they're still doing the ROH Impact shit right now. I was wondering how the storylines were going to affect ROH in that. Apparently, it really hasn't done anything. No, and it and it, but but maybe like you said, like, excuse me, you can attribute it to like the late '80s with World Class, um, Memphis, correct? You know what I mean? Like these guys, Super Clash, AWA, like the idea, like do like a Super Clash, but do it. Better. Don't try to like scalp ta- talent from each other. I think that eventually we're gonna see something big. I it say, has to. I say within the year, where we're gonna see like an NWA, uh, a ROH, Impact, New Japan, New Japan, AW like pay per view. That's yeah. gonna go down with of like all their top stars. Listen, it's already proven they can go to the garden. Yeah, it's already they proven. sold out the garden. It's already proven it can happen, and especially look look what. I mean, Jay White sold out the garden. It's, <laughs> it's fuck Jay White. It's, it's all under now. You got to remember, like look look what's going on next week or two weeks from now with with Dallas. Look how many events are happening. That happens every mini weekend though, and it's under the WWE umbrella. Correct. You have to always say this. Correct, of course, but. WWE, yes, brings the crowd there, but it's the fucking independent program, the independent promotions that that keep them there, make it a bigger event. You have to, you have to give them credit as well. Absolutely. You know, and what's what's really fun though is like they can do it right. Yeah. You know, they don't have to shoehorn anything like Jay said. And I'm not mad at what they're trying to do. I just want them to to do it right. And the reason why they sold the garden out 
was because it was New York. Yeah. Are you selling that? Are you selling that arena out in Reno, Nevada? I don't know. Are well, you selling it in 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 um in Omaha, Nebraska? Well, look 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 at what uh, AEW did. Double or nothing. They fucking sold it out. Las Vegas is a is a like a ghost town. For WWE, they were kind of persona non grata. Correct. You, but hold on, you, hold one second. I don't mean to cut you off. You were at, was it Money in the Bank? I was at Money in the Bank and in, at the new, at the new arena at, in at, in Vegas. Yeah, T-Mobile Arena. I was there in 2016, and it was pretty. De- de- it was a decent crowd. That's a yeah. thirteen. That's a thirteen or fifteen thousand seat. That's where the gold, the, the, the Golden Knights play. Correct. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. So I just want to. See, I just want to. See, and it was it wasn't sold out though. It wasn't sold out. It was, it was yeah. a major pay-per-view. It was, but it, but like you said, I, as time has gone on, I think like 2018, 2019, like their numbers were pretty pretty bad. And AEW went there, and it's making it kind of like a, a must-see. And now the pandemic happened, whatever. Then they, they're going back out there. They sold that fucker out. So like, once again, niche, yes. But there is, there is a little... Substance that I put. I think that the reason that AEW is selling out their their pay per views is because of the fact that it's only four pay per views. Yeah, I every, agree. Every couple of months, I agree. you know, and uh, to have like you know their a, a the fact that you know Dynamite and and you know Ramp you know was it is it what's the show on Friday Rampage Rampage okay it's all the same show. Then they got Elevation. Then they have they Elevation Dark Dark. <laughs> yeah, but like I I don't understand the hate that Tony Khan gets from a lot from like. The faithful, the 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 wrestling, the IWC. Well, see, I don't I, I don't get it. I think he gets it from, I think he gets it from the like the really pro WWE, you know, fans. Yeah. Whereas, you know, IW like I'm kind of ambivalent about him. Like, I, he says a lot of things. I I love. Was it a few weeks ago? You guys calling him Dixie Khan? Like, I, I it agree. Was right. Fucking perfect. Isn't it right though? Because he. Next week, listen to this fucking thing, and the next thing you know, like it wasn't like it's like the ROH thing was okay. That's 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 a pretty big deal, you know. But like, there's a few times where he made an announcement where it's just like, Meh. you should watch the show tonight. It's gonna be a big deal. And all of a sudden, you just see Keith Lee, and I'm like, okay, I was more shocked by Jay White debuting, yes, than Keith than Lee. Keith Lee that night, you know? without a doubt. And I I like Tony Khan, knowing on him, I think he's good for the business. I think he's great. But to have like, say for example, I remember when. Uh, Mr. Uh, Viante Laker um, was... You could say Deontay. You know. <laughs> that poor kid gets so much heat, man. Because he's a douche. Yeah. He's, not, it, he's a homer. It's all, he's not a douche. He's a good kid. He's a homer. Yeah. We all, we all have people in the crew who, who are loyal to one thing in that Like for, for example, like he was saying, oh, yeah, like this is going to be a big deal. And all of a sudden I was like, I'm just paraphrasing. I'm like, dude, if it was Vince McMahon buying that shit, you'd be up in arms, jerking off to it. Hey, I'll give you a good example. Jay and I had a talk about Van Halen, where we prefer, some guys prefer Sammy over Dave, right? Okay. People won't listen to anything after David Lee Roth. Why? It's the same it's, shit. It's, it's, but it's, it's, it's something to do. It's, it's, it turns, it, it's the same music, but the front is different. Yeah. Sammy, yeah. Sammy could sing, Dave could dance. And it's like for some reason people are just completely turned off, and it's and it's that it's that mentality. Like it's it's like same thing with Black Sabbath. Like when Black Sabbath when Ozzy left, a lot of people didn't listen to when Dio joined the band. Yeah. Like people just go, oh, Ozzy's not in it. He's Black Sabbath. Everything else is shit. Metallica pre Black album to post Black album. It's the same fucking thing. For some reason, WWE uh, uh, wrestling gets the same shit, and it's ridiculous because. 
You look at this now, like we're watching the factions thing on this on is the this is the uh, ruthless aggression era. Could right? you uh, could you imagine when 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 we were Hammer's age? Let's just put it this way. That we everything out of fingertips. I'd never leave the fucking house. I don't blame these kids these days for not leaving the house. You have everything that you possibly want. Remember the days, like okay, we're we're both around the same age, and. Remember the days of like we had to search for it. Yes. Dude. Remember the days like that was, was the whole hustle, like, man. We we we'd flip between Nitro and uh, and Raw on Mondays. Yep. Then Thursdays was Thunder. Then you have Saturday night. Sa- was a Saturday, Saturday night main event. A uh, Saturday night. Uh, yeah. Uh, WCW Saturday, Saturday night. night. Then on Sundays was the Heat. Yeah. And then you had WCW Worldwide. Yeah. Which was like later at night. Then you had ECW to like search midnight for. two a.m. Bro, you had to search for a fucking. There ECW. was there was no DVR. There was no unless you dude. Unless you were hip to it, you videotaped yeah. it. Like I used to have to when I used to work. I used to when I was bouncing, I would go if I worked the Monday night. I would tape Raw, and then I would have my mom go into the bedroom and put Channel Three on, yeah, on my cable box and make sure my VCR went off. Nitro, yeah. And then when I worked the weekends at one a.m. in the morning, Madison Square Garden, Mom, I'm not gonna be home tonight. Can you put on channel twenty eight on a cable box and just leave it in the in the VCR? Hopefully she fucking remembers. Yeah, exactly. Right, and you record it. Those are luxuries. But this, now, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like you had to put the work in to 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 do it, and then oh, 100%. now now forget it. Now like it, it's and I and I attribute it to. I always say. Like when you were in the car with my parents, like it wasn't just going. You would listen to it. One, you'd listen to whatever my dad wanted to listen to, but two, there was no. Hey, I want to hear this song. Maybe if you wanted to hear a new song, you'd be lucky to hear it. But like now, it's just like instant gratification, and that's what this is, which is good. Don't get me wrong, but it does kind of. It's kind of like similar to the way we used to download music when it first came out yes. with Napster. Yes. We had to wait like an hour yeah. to download a song. Now it's like thirty seconds. You have the song in your fucking yeah. phone, and like, it almost makes it stale right away. If you yeah. really, if you think about it, it doesn't have that same crispness. Like, like we were saying about nostalgia, and we, we can circle it back where, like, and I've said it as soon as AEW started happening, and there was a there was a little bit of a boom. And obviously, the pandemic slowed everything down, but there was a little bit of a boom. It almost makes yeah. <laughs> I don't see <laughs> boom, and uh, and he. Uh, it almost is almost too much, and it's almost now you like you said where you got WWE on one side and everything else on the other side, and they're all just going like this, and it's nothing's gonna happen unless they like I said that's where I'm going back to. There's gonna be a super clash type thing, like you said. I think it's it's the only way for it to go. It's the only way for it to go. And I think and if they're smart about it, they'll do it like maybe towards the end of the year, kind of like the yeah. Year. The WCCW Star Wars events that these do back in the day, where it was like a big time event, like there, it was like world classes WrestleMania. If you do something like that towards the end of the year, I think it's gonna be a big money maker, dude. It's gonna yeah. be a huge money maker. Think of it. Think of it now. We're 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 in March, like, and wrestling's kind of with with, with the Cody Rhodes stuff and and the ROH thing, like, you know, where can what's the next big thing that's gonna happen? It, it, right now, I think we're almost peed out for the year. <laughs> if you really think about it, like WWE cannot. F- I mean, can they fire more people? Yeah, but of course they can. But how much? You just they just had a sign of they just signed like twelve people. They just signed like uh, two people were from ROH, if I'm not mistaken. Roxy yeah, and Ro- uh, the other the other chick. Not to be mistaken with Gypsy. Yeah, not to be yeah stealing stealing. That's a, that's a gimmick infringement. That's gimmick infringement, dog. You better um, fight that. Oh, I will. 
I mean, I have proper uh, attorneys that will take care of that. Look right. at Tully Blanchard as the national heavyweight champion. You know, but like, and then, but it's the same thing where it's like, think about it with with, with this. Like, there is a. I I I I'm trying to I'm trying to say it the best way I can. I love watching '80s NWA, you know, and 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 WWF. And the, and I know I'm not the only one in my a, age I'm, demographic that I'm will do way. that. And yeah, maybe ROH if they were to go on HBO Max and I didn't have it, but it would be like you gotta you gotta put some more sizzle on that because I if you if you're just gonna give me all the old content, I don't know, man. You, you gotta do something with it. Like you kind of, I don't know if you gotta do it episodically or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? You gotta I, bait. You gotta bait that hook. I think what they should do if they decide to do a streaming service is, um, since you have all that that content, twenty years worth of content from ROH, do like documentary specials. Yes. Do something on Brian Danielson. Do something yep. on CM Punk. Yep. I mean, you don't have to talk about their their times in WWE, but talk about the sh- what made them go to ROH yeah. and then what got them started. You know, do a, I would love to see some documentaries other yeah. than WWE produced documentaries. Yeah, which, like I said, and and the WWE ones are, are, I mean, top of the line. I mean, if you if you really think about they're it, they're more fluff now than they were a couple years ago. I'm still waiting for this fucking Vladimir stupid documentary to come out that they filmed already. The the oh the, the, the super, super fan. fan the the Vlad oh you. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy's awesome. Yeah, he's great. He's from. They had this. They they debuted it at the. the I know. Independent oh, was film it? festival. What, what was this the guy's name that used to hang out with Vladimir? The guy with the ponytail. Yeah, that guy. The guy that went to every WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, yeah, and ECW too. I uh, met him. I met him that's at the right. That's I met right. him at the shop right on New Dorp Lane. I was like, "Aren't you so and so?" I forgot the guy's name. But he didn't they do a special on you? They're like, no, that was my boy Vlad. But I was like, yeah, but they did something for you as well, right? And they're like, yeah, it was on YouTube. Yeah. It was like a six-minute clip. They WWE had a sit-down interview with this guy because he went to every fucking WrestleMania, that, and he has every ticket. And that was like the big thing of with, with the pandemic and everything. Cause yes. It was like, oh, this is the first year they're not going to be able to do anything. Correct. And but, uh, it was... It was like, I, I think that... I agree with you. A lot of times, our generation just goes for like the older content. Yeah. But... um. Going back to what I said, I, I love watching documentaries. I really do. I think the last great documentary that was WWE produced is probably like the world class documentary. Oh God, yeah, so good. I just watched it recently. I saw it too. I, yeah. I or even go. I'll go even even further as of maybe like the AWA documentary was yep. really fucking good. I'm still waiting to see like uh, a night. I would like to see. I, I know he wouldn't care for it, but I would love to see a really nice, extensive Lex Luger documentary. <laughs> oh, like the one that I, they pulled. Not, not that I, not that I don't care. Yeah, but, what the fuck, man? Yeah, no, I know. I'm not, listen. The thing with Luger, the thing with me and Luger was, I just never understood as we see him defend the uh, NWA, NWA, the the tag team titles. Was it tag team titles? Yes, it is. Those belts are fucking gorgeous. Yeah, no. Um, no. I mean, my thing with Luger was he had a million dollar body, a five dollar brain. Yeah, but he had a great, he had a great pile driver. He did. <laughs> was it because Paul Andorff? Yes, it was. No, it was not. Yes, it was. No way. Yes, it was. It was not. Yes. Hey, come on. Great pile of Did you ever see it? I'm sorry. Yeah. Jay, he had Holly Race's pile driver. Yeah. Well, Holly Race, you, Holly Race used to fall on his ass. That was that's what, what he used to jump. No, he used to jump. No. Bullshit. I'll pull it up. Holly Race? Look, we'll look for it. No, no. Holly Race used to fall on his ass, just like Jerry the King Lawler did. Yeah. Terry Funk did, too, though. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Terry Funk. Wow. <laughs> Listen, listen, 
Lex Luger used to jump and, and drop guys on their fucking heads. <laughs> you know, but they listen. I'm sorry, yeah, finish your point. I'm just I was interjecting with Luger. No, like, like I said, to me, you you if you want to sell it, you you can wrap it up. I'm sure you can. I think Tony Khan does get a a lot of negative. Uh, press for kind of for no reason. That's his fault, though. But it? I think also too, he a lot of the times he's a little bit fucking vocal. Where he's like, he's answering people that you, yo, know, you're answering a guy with like seven font. That's like you're answering somebody who who are you answering? Why? Well, don't fucking give him anything. Don't answer nothing. Yeah, then you're getting into you're getting into trading. Yeah, matches. he's he's over here talking to some guy like Brad who lives in the basement of his mom. You know, yeah. his mom's basement. My mom said I could. Mom, I could. my mom says I could do macaroni and cheese. Macaroni cheese. Yeah. With fucking bacon on it. Bacon on it. <laughs> I got so much shit the other night for doing that, by the way. By but who? I'll tell you later. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that, like, that kid was funny, though. He gets he gets into, like, these, like, fights with, like, Eric Bischoff where, like, you know, yeah, you got to hype your you got to hype your product. But, like, it's sting. Sorry. You, you know, like, you got to hype your product. But meanwhile, <laughs> you're looking at it like, dude, like, you're, you're, you're nowhere near WCW. No, nah, not even close. Yeah. I think he's like. I think AEW right now, in my opinion, is like 1991 WCW, if it's a fair assessment. Ah, 91 was terrible. But <laughs> 89? No, maybe 80, 88. Okay, how about 89-90? Yeah, yeah. 89-90 yeah. WCW. 90 was like the last good year of WCW. Then it really took a shit until like 93, I think. I thought 92 was pretty good with the uh, the, the Dangerous Alliance. The Dangerous Alliance. Yeah, maybe 92. You're right. You're right. Yeah. We'll go with that. 92. I mean, And then on top of that, you still had like the Hollywood Blondes in 93. Yeah, and then when I, I think I think it went into shitter when it, when Hogan joined, and then it had like the Dungeon of Doom, uh, and then the fucking Kevin Sullivan as the Taskmaster, motherfucker. We know you're the Kevin Sullivan, you mother, <laughs> you motherfuck fat piece of shit. Speaking of fat piece of shit, look at fucking Arn Anderson, Double A, Double A looking good. He looked great. He looked. Uh, you know what? He looked pretty trim over here. Yeah, always. And look at Tully, one of my favorites. I love Tully. Mm-hmm. Tully can do no wrong in my eyes. What a sting, genetic freak. Look at that motherfucker. Yeah. Tear, tear, tear Bibles in half with those hands. Tear Bibles in half. You know who I am, man. Yeah, but you don't know why I'm here. Yeah, he said you know. You don't know. You know, man. You know, man. Yo, Joe Frank, do you know what a hassle is, man? I got a lawyer. He's <laughs> he's good. He's so good, but tomorrow you'll be working in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> so just warm. You too, Mel. You fucked up too. You, you, Mel, why don't you take two first class tickets? To the, the resurrection. resurrection. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that movie. Man, was... no. Shoot this piece of shit. Joe Frank, do you know what is, man? That's right. What, what the fuck you talking I about? I made you? what I could on the side, Frank. But I never, but I never f- fucked you. I never fucked you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I was reciting a lot of these lines before he even said it. And, and, and Braille was like, shut the fuck up. The best, the best was when, <laughs> when, he picks, when he picks her up from, from, the, from the, what do you call it? Was it? No, he picked her up from somewhere. And he goes, she's like. I got to get in that. He goes, come on, it's a cream puff. <laughs> it's, it, he's like, come on, it's a Cadillac. It's, it's not. Ca- it's a Cadillac. Well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a cream puff. <laughs> Yo, remember when he's at the top and he's like, he's looking at National Geographic. He's like, come on, Pelican. Pelican It's a fucking flamingo. <laughs> and he's telling the, the, the politician, because you got your head up your yes, ass. Yeah. Your ass. <laughs> Yo, an Italian playing a Cuban is fucking genius. He hated it too, apparently. Did he really? Yeah, he hated the, doing the accent. Oh, it was fantastic. Then. It was fantastic for 1983. It was fantastic. What about the dude that actually? What about the dude? His uh, what was his name? Manny, Manny the, the actor who played Mano, Manny. Yeah, yeah, he's half Jewish. That guy, half Jewish. Only, half, only the good half. Only the good half, and he was the other half was a uh, Cubano. Cubano, 
Yeah, that was a good fucking movie, man. Why don't you? Why, he could look at my friend. He gonna stick his tongue at that girl. <laughs> <laughs> for all I know, he could have my friend your friend killed. But that's history. All you fucking people, point your fucking so, fingers at me. You need people like me. You need people like me to point your fucking fingers and say. That's the bad That's guy. That's the bad guy. Oh, my God. And this is why Scott Hall's the man. Yeah. Take an idea from a fucking movie yep. from almost, almost 10 years ago when he, before he debuted. Anything else new you want to talk about? I saw uh, I saw NXT this uh, week. Well, I was going to say the biggie uh, broken neck broken thing. Broken neck thing, So yeah. it turns out he doesn't need surgery. Right. He could just He's going to go rehab it, which I find it very hard to believe. I'm though. hearing a lot of conflicting things where I, I think so. Oh, I'm going to get the letter wrong. C1 or whatever it is. Whatever the vertebrae is, C- Gyps- it was gypsy. C- oh, sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Gypsy no, one. Never mind. Excuse me. They uh, no. He, he was like the C one and C five. But I thought, they C- I thought it was C one and C three. Or maybe it's, may, something I, like that. Whatever, whatever it was. It doesn't matter. It's a fucking surgery. The C the C one is it, supposedly the, the the paralyzing one mm-hmm. and or death one, and that's the one supposedly that I think was. The Misawa killer, I think, was it was like like Misawa basically took all those crazy fucking bumps and it finally but it was like I think it was Misawa, it was C one through C five. Yeah. And it fucking that's basically about, it's about accurate. Basically decapitated the old him. top of the spine, yeah. Yeah, he basically yeah. decapitated himself with his skin with his head still attached. But yeah. he um you know, and there's a lot of there's a lot of conflicting stories about like if he needs surgery and, and if he's ever gonna wrestle again. Biggie God bless him. Is in fucking high spirits and should be. I follow him on Instagram and he was walking. Yeah, walking just fine. You know, which that's is a good. Thing, that's a thing now with um with trauma or like surgeries. Like I remember when I had my bariatric surgery, I was up and walking like within hours of it. They, point I, I was half fucking. I was half drugged up, but and, you know they make you walk. Even with women now who have babies. Back in the day, you'd sit in a fucking bed for a week. Yeah. Now it's like no, we don't want you to get blood clots. We don't want you to get anything. You, they're up and walking. They got the. It's it's a. It's a thing where the body will respond better to the movement, you know. You may not be able to move your neck. You may be in traction there in that part of it. But you know what? As long as your body's fucking moving, it's going to it's gonna get, get a better chance to heal. And and those guys are in tremendous shape. Anyway, you know, like the regular schmuck who breaks his neck, he'd be in traction for a month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So good for him. Thank God, man. And people, every, like celebrities and other wrestlers from other, other feds. Uh, yeah. my, my wife was telling me that it was... The the whole Big E breaking his neck thing was talked about on Hot ninety seven. Yeah, all over uh, every media outlet out there. So, well, because it's it's that's that's a pretty big I'm deal. I'm shocked. I mean, like it, who? Uh, like, I mean, wrestling's not a big deal to some people, you know. Well, he was I, when he was the champ. He was on the Breakfast Club. Yes, and he was. I think he made a comment about you know like about you got to trust somebody, otherwise they dump you on your head and break your neck, which is like you know whatever fitting. Um. But there's a lot of hot takes in the sense of, and I and I'll throw it to you guys. Whereas like, the evolution of the business. If you look at what was happening, like it's a it's a it's a SmackDown opening match. Should he or should he not be taking a belly to belly suplex on the floor? Well, okay, I've seen that move done many times on the outside. Yeah, um, a lot of people are giving Rich Holland so much shit for that, and it's not his fault. I don't think it's his fault. No, it's 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 no one's fault. I think I honestly think. Yeah, yeah. I think I think what the issue was is that I don't think Biggie got enough jump, yeah, in step to do it. It was probably a mistimed. It was mistimed, whatever the case may be. And I pretty sh- and, and let's let's not forget it. Rich Holland's a strong motherfucker. He's a big dude. Yeah. Um, and 
I like you said, a mistimed, whatever, and accidents happen. And then on top of that, Ridge Holland, who was like in tears from what I heard, yeah, 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 visits Big E, and Big E was like, "No, it's okay. Shit happens." And yeah, it, you just can't. I think that's. I, well, yeah, I, I don't think it's. I don't think you can cast blame on that. What I think you can cast blame on, and you know, is the evolution of the of the fucking business in the sense of. I kind of have to agree with the Cornets and 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 whoever who was who was saying it. Like, it should never get to that point. Somebody should be there, whether it's whether it's a, a an agent or or a, or a veteran in the back going, why are you doing a belly to belly on the floor? And and I think there's some there's some validity to that. I think you want to know something. I think that even if it was done in the ring, it probably would have it would have been the same thing. It could have been, but it could have been also like with what's his face, uh, Moss, Riddick Moss. That yeah. went and that that fucking crazy, Alabama yeah, that crazy. Bro. Alabama I'm surprised he was still walking yes. after that fucking and move. going. Oh, <laughs> but he looked like he was concussed a little bit. But if you ask me, that's more of the problem. Is that idea of guys that just like everything else, as much as you can give. They're gonna keep going. The line, where, where does the line stop? Look what happened with the with the hardcore stuff, with the chair shots and yeah. all this stuff. At one point, you got you guys got to go. Yo, we got to reel all this in. Yeah, and it's and I think this is gonna be one of those moments. Oh yeah, it's gonna be the same thing they did to poor Pete Dunn when they reeled him in and turned him into Butch. Oh man, little <laughs> be, because man. did you hear? Did you hear what someone so said on NXT? Or was it was Carmelo Hayes like? Yeah, see, I I sent I sent Pete Dunn. Pack into another brand, and he had to use another name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll put I'll play devil's advocate on this for a second. I feel like if they're gonna do something that's out of the ordinary in terms of move set, it should be discussed between the two the two combatants. In other words, like you know, like you know how Macho Man was very meticulous about his matches and shit like that. Um, there was a reason why he did that. Same breath, if you're gonna do something out of the ordinary, make sure you try to do it safely. Yeah. Right? If you're going to do a fucking power move like that, make sure there's match there. Make sure you're in a certain spot of the ring. Because if not, you're going to fuck it up. If you want to do it for the, for, the, for the point of the story, I don't have a problem. But, you know, we're watching other wrestling ma- matches that all these guys are. They're fucking spot monkeys. Yeah. I know guys and girls who hate the Young Bucks because, you know, the Young Bucks ain't the greatest tag team in the world. All they do is they want to get their fucking spots in. Listen. They want to get their fucking spots in. The- I, I, you know, tag team in the world, but you want to know but, something? They're great. They're good. They yes. are good. A lot of old timey wrestling fans feel like they don't. They want to so get spinebuster. I'm sorry. Nah. Right. But they want to get the fucking. They want to get the moveset in. Like you now, we're watching a six man tag right now. It's 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 what a match, bro. It's Sting, Luger, and and um Barry Windham against the Horsemen. Oh, right. You can still get your spots in. Look at that sell job. Look at that sell job by Arn Anderson. As Arn Anderson yeah. sells the power move from fucking Luger, and rightfully so. Luger's almost two times his size in terms of strength. Um, and then here comes Tully with the quick tag. Like oh, you know what? That's not gonna happen. Beautiful, exactly. Beautiful. Knock them down. But yep. these guys got their move sets in. You know, everything was f- was freestyle, and it was like, you know what? I'll get my my neck breaker, my slingshot, my figure four. Oh. What what I see? What I think? Yeah. All right. What what I, what I think you got to look at is think of the conversation that 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 probably transpired before that. They're setting up the match, whatever. Maybe they they probably have a producer, their agent, whatever it is. The idea, the idea of it going, and it wasn't a cold match per se. They were starting. They had they had weeks of of TV together, just progressing towards WrestleMania. But now they're gonna go. Biggie's gonna go. 
all right, Ridge, you're going to go to the outside. I'm going to, you know, go on the apron. I'm going to spear you. You're going to move, hit the floor, and then pick me up, belly to belly, move on, so on, so forth. Like, there's nobody there to go, hey, why are you doing this? Why are we going? Nobody's question said. Maybe the fact that between the two combatants, somebody should be overhearing them going, hey, I don't know why you're going to, why are you going to go that far? The idea of you're, you're, you're putting, I don't want to say you're putting the cart before the horse, but you're, 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 you're showing your hand too fast. Make, make WrestleMania be the climax. Make WrestleMania be the belly to belly on the floor. Like yeah. that's, I think that's the conversation. The fact that something happened and they're just going, okay, yeah, yeah. Belly to belly on the floor. Great. What's your next spot? Like nobody's questioning it. That's the problem, I think. I, I, I and I can see that point. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a matter of taste. At the, at that at that point, it's just a matter of taste, right? I mean, you can have it or you don't have it. Yeah, there's no in between at this point. But you know, when when like you said, like pointing to to this match from eighty eighty seven eighty eight, you know, like you don't you don't really need. You don't. They, what, have they gone on the floor? I think Tully Blanchard took took a took a small bump on the floor, and that was it. But there's no match back then either, brother. Uh, well, let alone that. But, <laughs> but the but the fact is that I don't want to take I don't want to take a fucking bump with no the f- mat. The fact is that you don't you don't need it. That's and no it, no right. It, it's not, and you yeah. could tra- and you could trace this all the way to and I and I'm the biggest Mick Foley mark out there. But you could trace this all the way to Mick Foley. The idea of doing spots to get yourself over to get the other guy over that you're in a ring with, but to stand out and be different. And there's that mentality, soul mentality. I I I think that um, the sole objective of, of a wrestler nowadays should be to get themselves over first, first and foremost. And a lot of people think that, and, and a lot of wrestlers nowadays are thinking like, "Oh, we should just get over by doing all these high spots." Yeah, that is very wrong. I mean, I'm gonna have to. I know you don't like this man, but. Bully Ray was right to a certain degree. You gotta get yourself your character over. I don't. Him. I don't. I don't always disagree with him. He's just an asshole. I didn't say you disagree. You know? I just think you just you don't like him. Too I don't much. like him at all. Because okay. in in real life, he's not a nice person. He's a dick. He's, right. And he's fighting. Onita but I agree at the end with, of the month. I, But I agree with. The, oh, I know. I agree with the, what he said. I think. I'm sorry. I. <laughs> I, agree. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> that sounded very uh, 80s. Yeah. It did. Okay. It did. I agree with what he said. I think you should be able to get yourself over I, see, first. I disagree. So now this is where I'm going to go. I think you should get, like me and you are having a match. I, my job is to get you over first, then me. And then same. And it's the same thing. It's your job to get me over first, then you. And we're supposed to make each other But work. who agrees on that first? Who, who, who's to say? Why is it? Your, is it are, you the, are you the elder statesman or is he the elder statesman? Are you a champion or is he a champion? Yeah, yeah. Are you the main eventer or he's a headliner? Yeah. Like where where do you draw that line and where, and who's and who's talking about that? Are you the are you the fucking guy who's the are, are you the mid card guy or are you the curtain jerker? And I'm gonna decide to do it or you're gonna decide to do it. Where where is that line and who does it? Is it because is, it, is that a respect? Are you doing it to the older guy or are you are you trying to give a rub to the younger guy? Is the booker telling you this? Are you guys doing it on the fly? There's so many things that that come into play with that. You know, you're 100 right, but there's got to be a um, a story behind that. Yeah. How I, many times have you heard a wrestling story? Oh well, so and so told me to use that that move, and yeah. I used it. Okay. Or how about Kevin Owens? I asked Austin to use the stunner. Yeah. You have to ask him. It's out of respect. Yeah. And he's hey, he's a main eventer. And, and and that's and that's the idea of like whereas like you said, there's 
and that's why it's there's I don't want to say a gray area, but there's it's nuance in the same uh, in the sense of right. where it's like okay, where is it for? So like the idea of going, hey, I'm gonna spear you, I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna take a bump to the floor, then you're gonna come out and belly to belly to me. Great, what's the next spot? Like the idea that you need, you know, sake of an argument, you know, and I, I hate to say the word producer. I like the the idea of agent. I like the the idea of an Arn Anderson in the back, Dean Malenko, uh, Jerry Lynn. These guys going, okay, I see what you're doing. Hold on to that. Put keep that in your sleeve, you know. But maybe they had it. Maybe they didn't have it. And like you said, it's just a victim of circumstance. It's just, you know, maybe maybe. Maybe Ridge Holland was mistimed. Maybe he doesn't have the proper technique because I've heard that too. Is saying, yeah, you could be as strong as you want, but you could be hammer-sized. And, and I meant Johnson? Yeah. Where, well, Bobby Ahmed, Lashley? Yeah. Well, like I said, Ahmed was just you know a brute strength, whereas Bobby Lashley has technique. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's two different there's types. There's still sloppy fucks, though. And, you know. Who? Who's sloppy? Uh, sloppy, Bobby. Bo- sloppy Lashley? No, yeah. Bobby is not. Not, not as bad as not as bad as I. I, I you want to know something? Bobby Lashley's gotten better. Oh, far better. Oh yeah, now. <laughs> Le- I, he's leaps and bounds better than when he when he first. The Road Warriors were fucking infamous for kill, almost killing people. But look at but look at Taz. But that's, that look at Taz. Taz. Taz is a great example. Taz was a little... Listen, he's built like a fucking fire hydrant. Don't he's get me wrong. He's also 5'8", 250 pounds. But he, was suplexing, but he was suplexing guys like Hack Myers with no fucking problem. Now, granted, Hack Myers is... 300 pounds? Going with it. Bam Bam Bigelow, going with it. 300 pounds? 400 pounds, right? Going with it, yes. But still, underneath that, you need that... It's it's Whatever it is, I don't know what the technique is. But that, but that's but that's a credit to the performer. Because if you know... If you're fighting Taz, whether you're two, three, four hundred pounds, you're getting tossed around. Yeah. I mean, you're obviously going to help. Yeah. Or or if you're fighting a Von Erich, you're getting a drop kick with no shoes to the face. <laughs> if you're fighting a Rock and Roll Express, you're getting yeah, a double team. Yeah. Right? But, but it's but it's the idea of once again, I'm not gonna blame Ridge Holland. I what? don't think that's fair. <laughs> he said double teamed. Yeah. <laughs> See, I pop I popped at the bare feet because I was, God I was God thinking. Damn it. God damn it. God damn it. Having some Murgatroyd even. Having some Murgatroyd. <laughs> he double team even. I just I, every I, orifice even. I just think that there's a little bit of I think there is a nuanced conversation to be had. There has to be, Jay. Because your opening match on SmackDown, like, yo, save that save that for, not saying don't do it. Just possibly do it at a later date. Me personally, I'm saving it till there's enough people that see me. Absolutely. A mania, a SummerSlam, a fucking Starcade, or something, yeah. something stupid. But, or I'm on a fucking TV where it's a big you know what I'm saying? But I'm, it's but it's that Mick Foley he's the one yeah. he's the one that started yeah. it. I'm not doing it at a house show in Tupelo, Mississippi. Mick Foley was doing it at and house Tupelo, shows. Because Mick Foley had no other move set. Yeah. That was his move set. Was to get the guy but to get himself over using the fucking he he had the move set. Just didn't have the time, right? And he and when you when he's forced into a, a match with Mill Mascaris, who what the fuah? Yeah, but is Mill Mascaris gonna do a fucking forty five minute wrist lock do, that Dominic Danucci taught him? Yeah, no, Shane Douglas didn't do that. He he was in the same class. Yeah, so it's about what you do, and it has to be a conversation. Sting knew he was fighting fucking Cactus Jack at that point when they had that feud, and then it, it, it culminated at Beach Blast. Yeah, right or Bash the Beach, whatever the fuck it was. We had those spots. Sting knew. Because Sting, Sting, and Sting didn't have to go anywhere. Sting was the fucking top guy. He was the top guy in the company, but he took the fucking bumps for, for Cactus, and he and he made Cactus that night. Correct. So it's it's the it's the performer's decision to fucking go above and beyond what you're supposed to be doing. With WWE, 
you getting glimpses glimps, glimpses of it because again, it's a different kind of vibe now. Yeah. Guys aren't killing themselves. The tag team matches are phenomenal though. Yeah, they're starting. They're really starting to get because they, good. they're getting back to that fucking that. Well, what's the, the synergy? Like that yeah. synergy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's but it's again it's it's that conversation. It's a different it's a different era too, man. Like guys don't have to fucking do these moves anymore. They they ban, they basically ban the pile driver. Yeah, can't do the curb stomp. Can't do certain things. You can't do this. You can't do well, that. Well, that's the idea of AEW versus if 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 done correctly. The show about wrestling in a wrestling show, right? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And and that's it. what I'm saying. Where like AEW, yeah, you could do the pile driver, but also the match prior, there's three Canadian destroyers, seventeen fucking super kicks. What exactly? Once again, that's my. That was always my problem with Adam Cole matches. Like the Adam Cole matches were always there's so many false finishes that your last full finish, false finish. That I'm just going okay. Now we're a little bit end. Whereas like that takes away from the first one. What's that new Fed that EC3 is doing? Control uh, your narrative. Control your narrative. I'm going to the rant room. You can't do Canadian destroyers. Yes. You can't do. They have a, a list no of super moves. Kicks. No super kicks. You can't do any of these moves. Because they're accentuating the character. Yes. So there, he can't do the super kick. He can't do the fucking Canadian destroyer. So it's like, how much of the character are you taking away from the move set? I'm not saying you're wrong because you're 100 right. But now, if you're taking stuff away from from their move set, like what, let's say John Cena couldn't do the fucking the. The, the the fist you can't see me the fucking whatever he calls it, the five knuckle shuffle yeah sorry Cena you can't do it no more no, no topes yeah, no tope, oh, no topes right, no tope, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah so you're not bringing any fucking luchas in there because L A Park is gonna sit on a fucking in the corner right so how much now now that's another, that's another fucking discussion now I mean we're not gonna do it tonight but how much of of a, of a character are you taking away from them when you when you can't get your moves in. Are you gonna have to improvise? Are you gonna do? Are you gonna change your shit but the, 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 and still the, get over? The question is, can they improvise? That's the. I difference. think most. I think. See, I think. Cause I'm now. Nah, nah, I'm showing my sit down, Mark. I'm gonna show my Markism. But I think Adam Cole can get away with not doing a super kick or of a fucking game destroyer. Of course he can. Right. Maybe maybe the Bucks can't. Maybe the Bucks because the Bucks throw two. So, you, so wait a minute. They saying that you can't do a Canadian destroyer. At, well, at, yeah, and in control your narrative. Control your narrative yeah. Yeah. Oh well, he could probably do the Panama Sunrise because that's what his move is called. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, yeah. but you see what I'm saying? Like d- these guys have to come correct. It's but it's the idea. It's the idea of it's what, what's going back to like what we were saying is. Whereas, okay, I'm going to do A. You're going to do A. I'm going to do B. I'm going to do B. If something gets messed up in between there. How many times have you seen it where guys are just lost in the ring? You know, you need guys like we're looking at him right now, like a Scott Hall, who's who's already four moves ahead, knows where the crowd is. A guy like William Regal or a guy like how Austin used to do it. Here's the beginning. Here's a spot in the middle. Oh, you want to do that? Great. We'll put that in the middle. And here's the ending. Boom. Everything else, we're calling it in the fucking ring. You can't do that now because the guys, the Lucha guys and... And the young bucks is they they're going over move by move. All right, you're gonna do this. Here's a thirty minute match choreographed. Like like you said, started with Macho Man. But I can but we can honestly say that Macho Man did that, but he knew 
we don't really know this for certain, but he he knew where he was and what was going to work. He grew. He came up touring around, you know, the, the lower Midwest and and all this stuff. So he knew what would work down south. He knew what would work uptown. Hogan's a great example. Hogan is a great fucking example. Hogan would go to Japan. He'd be Mister Fucking Wrestling. Yeah. He'd be out here. He'd be like, "All right, brother." Stroke his Fu Manchu and go, you got three bumps. Yeah, three bumps, right to the eyes, kick yeah. to the midsection, yeah. body slam, leg drop, matches over. But that formula worked in his era because the, the, the show was made and booked around him. Because the first match couldn't come out, and, and, and you, all right, you, get, you can't go out, you can't go to the outside of the ring. First right. match, you're ban- first ma- Bill Watts was known for this. Right, so right, right. First match, nobody throws a punch. But now nobody throws one punch. But you know what though? In in those times, you didn't get a main event match every fucking match. Yes. When you put AEW on, every fucking match is a, a main event of superstars from nineteen eighty five. Okay. Yeah. So without now, a doubt. again, it's 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 a different time. You know, you waited all night. If you were a Hogan fan, you waited all fucking night. You waited the whole the four pay per views a year. You waited all fucking night for that paper for that main event. Yeah. Even though I didn't. Yeah. I waited for some other things, but. Because you know fans got smarter, but you're, you're a Hulkamaniac, you're an Ultimate Warrior fan, you're a Macho Man fan, you're a Demolition fan. You're waiting for that match, and that's it. I'd love to see when 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 Macho Man. I I this would be great to dig into when Macho Man wins the belt WrestleMania four. If anybody was coming off the top rope on any event with Macho on top, I wonder if anybody was coming off the top rope. That would be he something. won. He beat. He who he beat that night. He beat one man gang. Butch Reed, and then DiBiase, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying about like oh, off the top rope, like yeah. like Paul Roma. Paul Roma was there, and he was in around that time. Was he coming off the top rope on an underneath match? You no. know what I mean? I wonder just, just if up. they if they booked them differently. You know what wrestled, I mean? Yeah. I'd, I'd love I'd love to look into that. He wasn't but, stabbing his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's but it's that idea of and like you said. You know, long story longer. That's where the evolution has come. Where it's going now. All of a sudden. A belly to belly on the floor really doesn't mean anything. Whereas, possibly ten years ago, it could have been like it's yes. Or you injure somebody and he's gone for two. But weeks. how many moves now are setup moves that were finishes? Exactly. Well, that's, Sleeper and holds that's, and that's and where fucking we are. power bombs and and you know what I'm saying? Slingshot suplexes. They were finishing. Look, look, look a choke slam. Luchasaurus. Would win every fucking match if he was wrestling twenty five years ago. Look, yeah. look, look at Wardlow; he's killing guys with five power bombs in uh, one match. Yeah. yeah, back then a power bomb was you, it. You get a shit power bomb, it's over. One power bomb, you're done. Correct. So again, it's 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 another era. Yeah. So where where does the here's my question it comes full circle? Where does the where do do the performers draw the line in terms of getting taking stuff out of their move set? I think we've just seen it. I right. think I think we have just seen it because I think because now. You're going, oh shit, and you're hearing the guys like Cornette and probably you know whoever else, all these old timers that are saying it, and and I think there's a lot of validity to it because think of a guy like Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler is a perfect example. This guy drew money. I mean, you're talking in one region of the world. Be that as it may, it was right. But I'm just saying, put it out there. Be that as it he may, he wasn't doing that in Arkansas, you know. No, he wasn't. He wasn't doing it on a national stand. He was not like like a Hogan. But that was all regional though back then. True, but right. he but he wasn't he wasn't doing anything crazy. No, if the if there if there was a f- pilot driver on the floor, that guy was out for six eight six to eight weeks going to another territory. And Andy Kaufman, whatever. he put Andy Kaufman out with you that. You know what I mean? Like so, it's that idea of it's it's theater of the mind. 
It's theater. It's it's that's why that on Anderson selling Luga's comeback. That's why it worked. That's exactly why it worked because because on is selling it to us, going fuck this guy is too not strong enough to to get over with Lex Luger. Like that's the difference. Now you guys can take a fuck like Spike Dudley was another one that took these crazy fucking bumps. Like a hundred and fifty pound guy is taking that. Like, yeah, of course he could take it. A big E can't take that same bump, which is kind of like where it's at now. Like, Big E's going to take that bump and then still win? You know what I mean? Like, that's no. the, the, the line is drawn, I think. I, in my opinion, I think the line is drawn. So, uh, not change subjects, but Hammer just showed me a nice little tweet that says that Cody Rhodes has officially signed with WWE. Who's, who's putting it out, though? As, but ah. but he said they said that he has signed he has signed almost like ten or fourteen days ago. All right, let's take a commercial break. Let's let's make a tinkle, grab some donuts, oh. and uh, Jay donuts. Br- yeah, Jay oh yeah, donuts. I, I brought you a soda too. Oh, you're so nice. I don't give a shit what classy, classy, classy DC. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we had a turnbuckle throwbacks for live to that tape. Was a good discussion there. Yeah, that's what, we, that's what we do here. We podcast. Where you been for the last two years? Not here. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. Check us out. Head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. All those moments will be lost in time. In a world where Hollywood tries to tell you how to live while doing the exact opposite. Where fresh ideas are tossed away for a cash grab reboot. Where the media has become nothing but propaganda and freedom is traded for what they tell you is security and safety. There is inconclusive breakdown. Your weekly look at current events and entertainment with no political correct BS. Just news and uncensored opinions everywhere you get podcasts. A proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury.
<laughs> you people, you know who we are. We're the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. <laughs> All right, we're back. Turnbuckle Throwbacks, episode 444. Jesus. 444-444-444-Life. Four, 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 that's, that's, that's the name of the show. That's actually the name of the episode. Good job, buddy. Good job, Hammer. 444-Life. Good job, Bullpeen. Bullpeen. Mother bitch. Mother bitch. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Jay with Country Donuts, huh? Oh, you got you to gotta get Country Donuts, man. I walked in. I was like, hey, let me get a large coffee. And she goes, do you want any donuts with that? And I looked at her dead serious. I go, did you see it on my face? I was contemplating getting donuts today. <laughs> you know who the fuck I am? You know my mood set? No. I was like, I, was, I looked. I go, I got to get donuts now. Coming in here. Come, coming in there classy as fuck with some donuts. Look at this guy. <laughs> I give that donut a, a fucking nine out of five marons. There you go. My donut, I give a mine a ten out of five marons. There, there you go. I don't, I'm not Italian. I don't know how to say my own, so. You just did. You just did. Oh, Aren't you half Italian? I'm half Italian. All right, so you are Italian. But not what, the good half. Not the good half. Only the good half. <laughs> yeah, half, half American. That's, that's the other Ooh. half. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right, fucking CNN. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Fox News and CNN are like the most reputable news sources nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, yeah. fuck. My buddy Paul at work. Awesome dude. He listens to NPR a lot. Uh huh. You know, and he'll say something like he'll he'll like he'll make anything. He won't bring up the politics, but he'll he'll what's the word I want to use? He'll uh he'll poke it. He'll poke at it. Right. He'll, he'll scrutinize be, it. Yeah. He's like, well, I was listening to such and such and such, and it was, I was listening to NPR. You know, but I mean, it's no CNN. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. no Fox News. <laughs> guy. Tough you're, guy. You're fucking tough nuts. All right, that tough guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah right. Another okay. fucking tragic loss this week, huh? What a terrible fucking week, man. Yeah, you know it's those one of, like I've had a couple of deaths that really hit me hard, like Eddie's death, Chris Benoit's, Macho's, obviously. This one hit me pretty. This one. and every name Choppy mentioned, fucking Jimmy Ferrari said the same thing last night. Yeah, man. all those three. Well, yep. th- this one hits hard because like it's 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 much like I, I equate it to like Macho Man. When Macho Man went, it was just like wow. My fucking childhood. Exactly, childhood. Paul was the he was the bridge between the eighties and 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 like the two thousands. And what would the and what would the nineties and the two thousands would become? Yes, absolutely. You know, and yeah. he, granted, he started so early, but he was you know not that he was relatively unknown, but he, you know, call it what it is. But he uh, his 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 Razor Ramon character was just fucking over. I, I you want to know something? I, I I had put a post on Facebook, and I kept telling people like, look. He was the first true bad guy. But he was the cool bad guy. That people, like 100% of the crowd was behind him. Yeah. If, if he was, like, if it wasn't for him, there would be no Stone Cold in the Rock. I'm sorry. I agree. Because he was the one true cool bad guy that people cheered no matter what he did. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, Tully Blanchard was a cool bad guy. I was going to say. You... Ric Flair was. But you also got to keep Tully Blanchard was the first cool bad guy. He wasn't oh. the best. But. What I'm saying is Tully Blanchard was still booed, whereas Razor Ramon, yeah. Razor Ramon was not booed, man. They fucking loved that dude, man, mm-hmm. even if he was being an asshole. You know, it took this this turn, not the turn, well, it took the NWO, basically the angle, to pretty much put that wrestling business on notice. It was like, listen, you know, Hogan's not getting the fucking cheers anymore. Yeah. 
and every town they're going to, Jim, even Jimmy Hart was the first one to say it. Jimmy Hart was his manager. Jimmy Hart was like, yo, you're not as fucking, he told me straight up, you're not as cool as you think you are anymore, yeah. you know? You're a fucking jerk off. The, fan, the, fans, the fans don't want to hear about your fucking, your prayers and your vitamins. Yeah. Eat a bag of fried dicks, okay? Yeah. Go back to Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, go back there, to riding right? that fucking stupid boat with Brother Br- Yeah, you can beat him up with a magnet. <laughs> with his fucking plate in his head. Uh, That's great. Are we going to see Brother Brutai at some convention? I hope Who the so. fuck I cares? Think, I hope so. We'll check the post, though. We got it. Well, we got it. As a matter of fact, I got I to gotta call Tommy to get him on. I'm really. I'm it's really. Been, it's a year today. The store's open. We got to make it to that store, man. Yeah, we got to make the it to that store. The wrestling collector. I'm yeah. really, I'm really oh. thinking about going up like just full Jesse, Jesse Ventura style. Like, just full on. Are you going to wear the fucking bow and everything? I'm gotta, telling you, man. Got to do it. Because I'm such a Jesse fan. The pl- the pl- <laughs> I love Jesse. The, I want to split the time between with the, with the, with the, with the wireless microphone. Because if he's going to dress up in the gimmick, we're going to get so many fucking drops and interviews. Oh. It's going to be ridiculous. I mean, we'll pay for someone's autographs, too, like we did the oh, last yeah. time. I'm actually going to start putting money away so I can get a bunch of them that day. Um, and I want everybody there, man. Ron Singh's coming. Cool. I want you there. I want Shaylin there. I want everybody there to hang out. We'll try to get Georgie, Uptown Georgie, over there. It's a wrestling convention, May 7th in Jersey. Yeah, that's, that's, it's like, it's going to be a day. Yeah, it's going to be a day. It's going to be a day. It's We're going to have a good fucking. What be... was that? It's going to be great. It's yeah, be great. there be great. you go. There you go. Um, Yeah, and it's one of those deaths, wrestling wise. Like you say, it gaps the generations, one, and two, he was amazing at what he did. It's like what I mentioned at the top of the show when it, when it wasn't recording. Um, it, it was like <laughs> that he was the guy, and this happens to musicians and athletes, where the greatest guy in the room doesn't know he's great, and he looks for that fucking something to get him there, and that's what killed him. I, I think yes and no. I, I, I mean, we, we, we'll, we'll delve into that a little bit. But I, I don't think, just the way, the, way, the way we know people who've dealt with him and what they're posting online about him, he definitely had. I mean, yeah, actually, he knew where he was. He knew where he was at. He knew the money he was making. He knew that he was taking care of his family, and he knew he was a good performer. But you needed that something more. But I, I think, I think it, when you look at guys like, I'm trying to think of a good example, like think of like Kurt Henning. God damn it, thought it was good. Yeah, no, no, no. They, well, Kurt Henning knew though. Yeah, like, but Kurt Henning, I don't think he realized the impact of that he had on the business. None of us, none of us, didn't to go. Oh shit, Kurt ain't here anymore. Wait a minute, hold on a second. I think Scott Hold understood what he brought to the table. We had this conversation years ago, Choppy and I, where when wrestlers die, the marks put them on this pedestal. Yep. When, when Owen Hart passed away, he could have been world champion. No, he couldn't. He no, could have been. A, he could have been the face WWF. of the company. He no. could have been the face of the company. No, he couldn't have. No, it wasn't like when Macho Man died because he was the fucking face of the company. Yeah. When Ultimate Warrior died, he sucked, but he was the face of the company. Yeah. Certain guys that died, Rick Rude could have been. Yes, Rick Rude could have been, but he wasn't booked that way because of where he's from. Rick Rude's another great example. So, and and that was going to be a question I was going to ask later. But like Rick Rude was somebody where you looked at it and you go, okay, he was so good, but Rick Rude. Wasn't able to cash in, maybe that's the right word, cash in on how good he was. Scott Hall was because he was still, he, he, he stopped wrestling enough. Granted, we'll talk about his personal demons later, but Scott Hall stopped wrestling long, enough, long ago enough to everybody to go, man, he was fucking good. Like, and then he was still able around to hear the adulation of how good he was. How many times Bischoff put him over? Sting put him over. How many times? Hogan. Flair, Hogan, Nash. All these guys said, 
yeah, we were good. We were better because of Scott. You know, um, Shawn Michaels, I think, to an extent, I think he, he just did an interview the other day and talked about it. But, like, a lot of guys around Scott Hall put him over while Scott was alive. And I think that's uh, I think that's something to be taken advantage of because or taken to in, in, into account because at least he was around to see that. Like, where a lot of guys aren't around to see that. That's my point. I mean, guys like Triple H... Put him over. Big time. Sean, obviously. Triple H credits him for his career almost. Yeah, yeah, he does. You know, Because Scott was the one who pulled him aside when he first got to the E and was like, look, you're going to ride with us. Yeah. And then and then Triple H was like, oh, you know, I don't drink, whatever. He's like, that's okay. Come on. Let's go. Yep. You're going to ride yep. with us. And that was it. Yeah, yeah. you can drive. We'll, we'll drink. <laughs> um, and, and Scott was one of those guys, too. He's like, I don't want to talk about the business. And then five minutes later, yeah. you know that spot in the ring yeah, that you yeah. did? Um. Again, I'm I'm gonna stick to my 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 opinion because I feel like he didn't, and I and I compare it to my dad, man. My dad again was, the, my dad was that dude. My dad built, my dad was a master craftsman, master carpenter. He I saw him build houses almost by himself. I saw him redecorate a church by himself, like installing pews and putting stained glass and painting shit. He he could he could take apart anything and put it together. That's how fucking amazing he was, but. He had his demons, mm-hmm. and his and even the love of his children couldn't get him to like. So the love of the wrestling business, the love of his family, the, and, and all the accolades he was getting from his peers was not enough. I watched an interview the other day with Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Scott Hall did a tour there yeah. when Tanahashi was really like yep. young, like a young boy, and he told Tanahashi after he beat him up, he said, "You're going to be a fucking star one day." And no one told Tanahashi that but him. And and Scott Hall put him over. Yeah, right. So no one's no one was telling Tanahashi how great he was going to be. Because in Japan, they do that. They'll mm-hmm. tell you, 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 you're, you, you're a good young boy. You're going to come up. And those guys, get they get the rub. They get the matches. But they don't get the accolades. He was in tears the other day, Tanahashi. In yeah. tears. And we, in his press conference. That's the impact that Scott Hall had on people. Uh for a big man, his size, the way he moved, was amazing. Yeah. You know? A um, little background. He was a Maryland guy, uh, army brat, military brat. I don't know what the army Marines, I forget. Migrated down to Florida. And for, he, you know, he was bouncing around and literally got a bouncing gig. And yeah. he, he was doing security. Um, I don't think he played, he, he think he put thing too, too elaborate to, to, to talk about, I guess. And... I think what what started to put the seed in him was the altercation he had. Yeah, with the you know guy threw the guy out of the club at the nightclub. Guy comes back at the nightclub with a gun, and anybody who did security knows this. And I've done it. Like you draw a guy out, I'm coming back, coming back. There's always that fear that guy coming back. Right? Guy came back. Yeah. Accosted him, tried to shoot him. There was a struggle. The gun went off. Guy got his brains blown out. Scott Hall was the one that pulled the trigger. Right. So Scott Hall, not on purpose though. No. In the struggle. In the struggle, yeah. Yeah. He gets off, right? And then he gets the gig. Starts wrestling, or he gets trained, and he, classically trained, by the way. Yeah. Trained he, by Barry Windham and, and fuck. And Matsuda. Matsuda, 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 Dusty Rhodes. Dusty was his mentor. Yep. Right? And we all know the story after that. AWA, he gets the fucking. Uh, Mr. Mom's taking his call. Uh oh, okay. Oh, no. Uh oh, it's already starting. You got to come home now. I'm, no, I'm joking. No, but um, yeah, he was re- really well trained, and 
obviously those guys saw something in him because of the way he looked. Before he got even into the business, he was already a ginormous human being. So looking at this guy who's like 6'7", 280 pounds of just solid muscle. And they're like, all right, let's see what we can do with this guy. So he starts off in Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Working for uh, Championship Wrestling from Florida. Yep. With Eddie Graham. And Purple Haze. I'm sorry. And Purple Haze. Purple Haze, I summon thee. And then eventually he got his shot with the AWA, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Starship. What the fuck was the tag team? American name? Starship. American Starship. Was him and who was the other guy? I forget the other guy. Oh, name. it was, uh, was it no, him it was and Spivey. Dan Spivey. Dan Spivey, yeah, that's Spivey. right. And then Spivey fucking bounced. It was Coyote and... Oh, fuck. Coyote was... Ugly. I don't know. No, was... it, no, you're right. That was Coyote and something else. They, and it looked like they were going to be a legitimate like tag team. And then, he, like you said, Spivey left. But then he got with Kurt. And yeah. him and Kurt ended up becoming AWA World Tag Team Champions. Correct. And he and, and at that point in the AWA, he almost looked like Magnum. Magnum Mag- P.I., Tom Selleck. Yeah, for, or Magnum. For, for those young kids who don't know. Or Magnum T.A., Terry or, or Allen. Or Terry Allen, yep. And he looked like a much bigger, better version of Magnum. And I, when you look at him, he looked like a fucking star, dude. He looked like he was ready for TV. Hammer, when we had ESPN. I'd show you the stupid AWA with Lee Marshall and all those guys. And Scott Hall was on that. Yep. With the fucking... But he looked nothing like, like Scott now. Hall. We yeah, know. like now. Right, exactly. right. But he was ginormous. Dude. Oh, it was unbelievable. Brick shit house. Unbelievable. And then eventually, you know, he, he looked like he seemed like he was starting to give up on wrestling because he wasn't getting his, his shot, you know, like his opportunity to make big money. And there was talks. He, I read. I was watching a shooting interview with him earlier this week, and he was thinking about giving up wrestling and going to working a forklift with Sears, just oh. like moving mm-hmm. pallets around. But then it turns out he was doing one last tour in Germany, and then he got the call that his wife was pregnant. He was like, "Yo, I can't go to Sears. I need to find another job." So, hits up DDP mm-hmm. and pitches the diamond stud gimmick yeah. in WCW. Now DDP was in the AWA at that point with him. And DDP was wasn't wrestling. He was a manager. No, he was just a manager. He, he had bad company. Yeah. Pat, and, and, Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond. Correct. And but the that, Diamond Mine. And then when DDP made his move to WCW, that's when he hit him up. And brought the Diamond Mine over. Correct. That was the same gimmick. Correct. And, and well, Scott Hall had been in WCW prior to that with uh, with with Spivey. Yep. And all that. And and DD and Scott Hall. As I think he credits DDP with saying he was big hey, Scott Hall, big th- Scott Hall. You yeah. should, you should, you should do the five o'clock shadow. You know the fu- yeah the, and the and he's like uh, you know you should you should change it up, shave that mustache. That mustache is dye your hair black, dye your hair black. And then at, at one point, he, uh, DDP, they were just like he had a toothpick in his mouth. He had a toothpick in his mouth. Problem is, DDP dropped it and he kept it on camera. And then he just kept the whole toothpick gimmick the whole and time. Kept it for thirty some odd years. And it worked. <laughs> it really did. And then he also came up with the finishing move. Yeah. Which originally was called the Diamond Death Drop. Yeah. Which will later be called the Razor's Edge, and then obviously the, the Outsider's, Outsider's Edge. Edge. And then I think it was called the Edge at some point. Oh, and then it was just called the Edge <clears throat> for whatever reason. I don't know. Isn't, isn't, isn't that edge. the guitar player from you too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Edge. Fuck you too. Dennis Leary. No, uh, yeah, fuck you two after 1991. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Everything else before that was fucking brilliant, by I, the way. I think they're, the one song they did with uh, for Batman Forever was pretty good. Yes. Hold, Hold Me, Through Me, Kiss Me? That was a pretty yeah. good song. Yeah. That was a good song. Shut the fuck up, old man. <laughs> 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 fucking pushing 50 over here. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking old Italian gypsy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, look at my look at my feed. 
Look at my fucking shape, Bumpo. That's right. <laughs> Looking like That's all a- I got going for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a gentleman, I tell you. A gentleman and a fucking scholar. If I wasn't straight, I'd go for you. <laughs> What'd you say? If I wasn't straight, I'd go for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, what? Seuss. Anyway. Hey, wh- what? What? Excuse me? You were saying? I'm sorry? No, you were saying. Do you know? Do you know? So he, um, so Scott eventually was floundering in WCW. Yeah, well, th- and this was during that time, 91, that 91 92. era. Yeah, so like he tags up with uh, Kevin Nash, then known as Oz. Welcome yeah. to Oz! Welcome to Oz! I'm sorry. Yeah. What a stupid fucking gimmick. This right here was 96, 97. That's my spot, your spot, Libba's spot. Yeah. This documentary came out in 12? You yeah. saw this. We own it. Yeah, I know, because they live with him as Joe Hennig. Yeah, not, not. Axel. No, right. That's Axel. Yeah. No, this was, we bought you, um, we bought this before we moved, right uh, before you, we moved you to sure, uh, No, first it was called Michael McGillicuddy, and then it was Curtis oh. Axel. No, this was, oh, this was way before. Yeah, no. Michael McGillicuddy. This was, no, this was in, you, we own this, buddy. We, you've seen this already. Go ahead, Chop. And then, um, he, uh, keeps, and apparently he's, Calling during this time period, he's calling Pat Patterson like every day for yeah. a year. For a year, yeah. and then he gets a hold of Kurt, and he's like, "Yo, Kurt, can you get me a a, a tryout or something?" He gets the try, and then Pat Patterson's like, "Don't worry about it, kid. We'll wait a year." I already signed the contract, Pat. Yeah, I tried calling you for a year. What am I gonna do? Don't worry about it. We got yeah. you. So he gets his I'll tryout. Keep my ass tight for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he gets his tryout. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Gets his tryout, and then he get he he's his tryout is he he comes in as Razor Ramon, but he's dressed up as the Diamond Stud still. Yeah. And then eventually they're like, "Yo, what? What's your? Uh, wh- what do you like? What, what what's your favorite movie?" And he mentions Scarface, and then Vince says that uh, he does the part, and Vince sold. That was it. That's and then he eventually and Vince never saw the movie. By the way, Vince had never seen the movie. Shocking. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't watch movies like that. Immigration. I watch. I watch stuff with like uh, what's that cowboy? I watch John Wayne. I watch John Wayne. Yeah, that's good (laughs) shit. There's no colored Indians there, sir. You can't say colored. Damn it, where's Paul? Where are those rednecks in the movie? (laughs) Sir, you can't. (laughs) Sir, you can't say redneck. Where's Paul? So. Gets a shot and immediately starts feuding with the Macho Man. That's and and like you said, you got to remember too. The the vignettes were money, dude. I have a question. They had the, they they copied those vignettes. I have a question. Was was do you think that was done on purpose? Throwing him in Macho Man? I think it was. You think so? No, don't say that because you're a Macho Man fan. No, I no, say, I think I think it was because. He used to say the words machismo all the time. Ah. And then he, said he was the machismo. He's like, you, you need some lessons in machismo, man. And then he flicked the toothpick right in his <laughs> face. It was fucking brilliant. Yeah, man. Uh, ooze machismo. Uh, ooze machismo, man. It was it was brilliantly done. It was yeah from from and from they and shoot the vignettes were in, in Miami in in, in little I want, I want, little Havana. I wonder if that was really Miami. I thought it was. I think it was because right. when they were, they had a behind the scenes thing with Vince, he's wearing the fucking those 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 uh, Cuban shirts. They yeah, um, print on him. He uh, and like I said, that this is during a time too where they have the goon. You know, they had uh, bad gimmicks to, to say the least. Everything gimmicks. Skinner, all that stuff. Skinner, ugh. you know what I mean? Like you had some bad gimmicks, but this this came in. Wait, right wait at, you mean this Skinner? You mean this Skinner? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry, guys. Everybody's just cutting promos on you, chops. They love me. 
The whole, the, the, whole, uh, the whole wrestling community loves me. <laughs> He's a godsend to the, the business. The um, <laughs> I'm like Sting. <laughs> St- Sting. Sting. But he, uh, you know, and and like I said, that was something that just kind of came in, and that's how you do a character correctly. Everything just lined the up vi- perfectly. I think that's what's missing today is just vignettes. Yeah. Oh, give, me someone, give me a vignette. Well, Veer's coming to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, sometime. after what, what, four months? <laughs> four months of vignettes for Veer Mahan? Who can't even speak a lick of English, but he has a narrator speaking for him? Yeah. Veer, I want, his narrator should be his manager. Veer's coming soon. I have a question. We're watching Sting, watching the NWO documentary. Who puts the fucking muzzle on, on a vulture? You, well, you don't want him to. I'm just saying, like, but who, I, want, I, want, I want to see the guy who does that. It's though. Steve Borden. What are you talking about? No, no, no. I'm talking about the vulture he's holding. Steve Borden puts the muzzle on it. <laughs> he puts the muzzle on the vulture. <laughs> yeah, because he's I like, want to meet the guy, with the animal control, I, <laughs> WCW. I mean, <laughs> that's what I want to meet. I mean, st- or is it Doug Dillinger? Doug Dillinger doing it? <laughs> Steve Borden does it because he's a born again, so he he loves everything. So let's have him take care of the animal. He's the animal trainer. Don't worry about it. He's, it's okay. He's he's Sting. Jeff Farmer did it. Jeff Farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Get Look at Sting out of shape and shit He yeah. had to wear that whole body suit Who gives a shit He's still Sting I love Stinger I'm sorry Choppy Go ahead, go ahead, with, go ahead with your and documentary then ev- and, the, and then eventually After the whole machismo thing He, he hooks up with, with Flair. Kurt And Flair As a trio And Bobby Yep And then uh, it, it was incredible It was an incredible thing to see And then uh, like my And then he That was Survivor ca- Series right? Yeah Yeah, yeah. And then um and eventually, he kind of like uh, starts fi- finding random people like Bob Backlund at Mania Nine. But but in between all this, he's making friends. He already knows Nash. He yeah. knows yeah. well. Nash is not here yet. And he knew Sean from Minnesota. He Sean, knew, Sean, he knew. He knew Sean. He, so supposedly, and Marty and Marty Genetti. And Marty Genetti. Supposedly, party animal Marty Genetti. Exactly. Supposedly, <laughs> Sean. He he was he had an interview the other day, and he said he met Scott back in '85 right. in Central States. Correct. And. You know, so that's when he first met him. And so, like, they were both coming in together. So, like, so Razor's already coming in, knowing everybody in the back. You know, Kurt, you know, Flair for a little bit, probably. So, he's coming in, and he's coming in with a little steam behind him, too. The vignettes, they're going to start pushing him. And it was only a matter of time that he, he he main evented, what was the Survivor Series? With the the 92, was yep. it? So, you know, come 93, he's fighting Backlund. If I'm not mistaken, he fights Brett at Royal Rumble 93 for the belt. Yes. And Brett wins that. And yep. then he goes up against Backlund in, in Mania. 93 at Caesars. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say it was a throwaway, but it was okay. It was a throwaway. It was an okay match. match. 93 was a weird year. Yeah, absolutely it was. And, uh, you know, and then, like I said, come come that SummerSlam, I think he, he, starts, he starts to win the belt. He wins the belt when? He wins the belt with what? Okay, so what happens is Sean goes away because he p- tests positive for steroids, <laughs> and they have a, 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 a like an over the top of like battle royal to determine yes, the new yes. intercontinental champion. The last two, la- the last two remaining were Martel and him. Yeah, I'm th- happy birthday, Rick Martel today. By the way, oh yeah, happy yeah. birthday to him. Yep, and I love Rick Martel by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I wore some arrogance today at the barber shop. Oh, there you I go. Th- I thought at ninety three, I thought Martel was going to get the belt. Yeah. Because I, I, I loved Razor, but I, I felt like Martel was going to get the belt. And then... Um, but wasn't he hurt, though? Or no? No, he was not hurt. Okay. Martel, eventually, uh, they, they were the last two in the match, and then they had another match. They were the last two in the ring, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the next week they had another match where they were going to fight for who's going to be the undisputed Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. 
and Razor wins, and that was it was in '93, and that's what sets up the feud between him and Shawn. Yes, for 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 WrestleMania 10 for the night for the famous ladder match, which I think that match is a little overrated in my opinion. That was their first ladder match, wasn't it? it yeah, it's overrated that match. It, it it's it's a little overrated. Is it overrated because of what the where the line has gone now? It's or overrated it? because he's he likes the crush Macho Man match better. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I think that ma- I think their ladder match. At, at SummerSlam '95 was way better. It, in all, in all way fan, better. In all fairness, I've known Choppy now what six, seven years now. Yep. He's been saying that since I first met it, him. Way better. It, I mean, lined up next to each other, yes. But you have to look at it. Granted, Sean had the match with Brett two years prior, and that was, match was not that good either. That match was all right, but it wasn't. The, the, the Sean Razor match was better. It was, and then Bret Hart, of course, has got to be fucking sour. You know, sour grapes, Bret Hart always going to be like, oh, they stole that match from me. It's like, I, I, it's like come on, Bret, what did you in, did you invent the headlock too? That, well, that's his, that's his gimmick, yeah. <laughs> Mister Mister Sour Diesel, Bret yeah. Hart, yeah, <laughs> sour grapes, sour grapes, sour grapes, Bret SGB. Yeah, so you know, but I I, I just listen that match was trailblazing. Oh, C- I'm, not, say, I'm not saying it wasn't, but yeah. I'm, I, it's not a bad match. It's a good match. I still think their match in 1995 was way better. And you have to and you have to tell the story too, where they went over their time. They ignored. Yeah, they 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 um they went over their time. They went a little longer than they were supposed to. Yeah, but I guess it was worth it because that's all the match. Everyone talks about this match. It 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 was, but it's the idea of you're taking away from somebody else's match. Correct. And, and they had a they had that ten man match, which granted, listen, it was a fucking throwaway match. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, you just you know guys just getting a payday. I my favorite like that pay per view, all that WrestleMania was okay. Yeah. I still think the best matches obviously were uh, Owen and Brett at the beginning of the show. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Then you got the ladder match, <clears throat> and then you got the end of the, the end of the pay per view where it was Owen and uh, Owen Brett and uh, Yoko. Yoko for the, for the belt. You know, but because it, you know uh, Phil's boy was supposed to get the belt, but he kind of like blew spilled the beans on that he was winning the belt, and then switched over to Brett. <laughs> I told you, million dollar body, five dollar brain. Oh, yeah. shut up! You shut the fuck up! Fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! Okay. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So he. So he. He wins the belt there. Goes on a, a a pretty diesel fucking face run. Really good run. I mean, he yeah. had matches with like Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Go- oh, what, was it Goldust? Yeah, no, not Goldust. <laughs> Goldust was ninety five. Goldust was ninety five. He goes up. So in ninety four, he goes up against like guys like um, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff like you said. Jarrett. I want to say he went up against like Jerry uh, Lawler, Tatanka. Tatanka. Tatanka was in the Million Dollar Corporation. Oh God, who could forget about that? Live local. Oh, didn't yeah. him? Oh, him and uh, Bam Bam went at it a couple times. That's right. Him and Bam Bam Bigelow. He was around for the for the King of the Ring. Yep. <clears throat> um, I I still think that match with him and Brett at King of the Ring '93 was. Really oh, you mean yeah. what, Brett and uh, Fraser? And no, no, I thought you meant the the King of the Ring final with Brett and Bam Bam. Oh, that was good too. That was Bam amazing. Bam Bam should have fucking won that, but though obviously he wasn't gonna win it, but. Anyway, that's, that's because I never saw anything in Bam Bam. Now, I'm even, though, even, even though he was amazing, it's another podcast. But um, you know, by like '95, you started to see that his career is starting to like taper off a little bit in WWF because floundering a little bit. Well, I mean, I, and obviously the the one two three kid stuff, Sean Waltman. Oh, and then well, before back. that, the '93 uh, Monday Night Raw, he was the first segment. Yeah, which is I didn't I didn't know that. Until, I didn't know that either. Yep. And then um, you know. And then you realize that like he's going, he's about to face Goldust, and then rumors starting, to, rumors started starting to circulate online that he doesn't want to fight Goldust because of the gimmick. Yeah, and that was far from the truth at all. And I, I thought that was true at one point. I was like, nah, I can't because because of the gimmick. But it came across on TV like that. 
It, it did. did. It, it was very good. It was. Which they, that, that just shows how good Goldust was or yeah. Dustin was. And then uh, he starts getting rumblings from another company. Well, what happened? What had happened was, um, Kevin. Well, he he was he was offered a con- he he wanted guaranteed money because he had he, you know he needed money for his family. Getting old. And listen, they I, offered I, they, WCW offered him a, an, an amount. You got you got to paint the picture too. Is that they the only way to make money in WWE at that point was you got to work fucking twenty eight days. And a you got to be a top guy too. You got to be twenty eight days a month. Sell merch. You know, yeah. Vince was always good with the merch stuff, but you're working a lot of days. And like you said, there's no guaranteed money. All of a sudden, WCW comes around. You know, Monday Night Nitro happens. Lex Lex is already over there. <clears throat> he makes a splash. So come '96, where all of a sudden he doesn't renew his contract with Vince. He just you know th- baits the hook out yeah. there. Eric Bischoff's like. You know, there's been conflicting stories with Bischoff. When 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 Hall comes in, it is an absolute like I don't want to say a takeover, but it was supposed to be. It was dressed up as WWF against WCW. Correct. It's I, I don't care what Bischoff says. That's exactly how it came across because he had he had the hair, he had the fucking accent. Which I mean, listen, say what you want. Maybe Hall just went into. You know where he he's been doing it for three four years at that point, so it's just second nature to him. But to me, uh, you know, it's that's me guaranteed. Was Pat McAfee wearing less and less clothes every week? He might be wearing less and less clothes. I'm sorry, Jay. You sorry? <clears throat> but he went he went there for and he's gone on record for saying it was it was less states, more money. And listen, you're in this business. What did they say? Like the only thing that are real in this in the business are the money and the miles. And like I said. And he got the advice from, uh, was it Chief J. Strongbow? Yeah, it was Chief J. who said that you know you have a bunch. It, it's good to have friends, but it's always better to have the money. You can make yeah. you can make friends, but you you know you, you, so do I make money or do I? I already have friends. I have yeah. a bunch of friends. It's time to make some money now. Yeah. yeah, and then like you said, he ends up going there. Kevin Nash is right behind him. Uh, I think because because uh, Scott Hall wasn't on the WrestleMania 12 card. No, yeah, he wasn't on the WrestleMania he 12 was not. card. He was not. And uh, was he even on the WrestleMania 11? Yeah, he teamed with... In 11, he was. He with, teamed with uh, X-Pac. With Kid. Yeah. yeah. X-Pac. So, you know, so he goes down there and makes arguably the biggest splash probably in wrestling history. Wasn't at the time. With past eyes, it is, it is the best, the, you know, the biggest thing to happen. I didn't know about this... Storyline happening in WCW until I went to Portugal for like a summer, mm-hmm. and I didn't know who the fuck Scott Hall was. I didn't know who the fuck Kevin Nash was. Yes, because I was so used to watching WWF. So I and in Portugal, all we had was WCW. So I was like, ah, it's wrestling. Fuck it, I'll watch it. Yeah. So all of a sudden, the announcer was like, oh yeah, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, and Kevin Nash are the NWO. And I was like, what the hell is, is Hogan a bad guy? It must sound funny in Portuguese. <laughs> no, no, it was English. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm it was joking. TNT from Great Britain. Actually, I love it. They. uh Shane Douglas was one of the first guys I remember where, like, Steamboat went back and forth. Jake Jake Roberts went back and forth, but they went back as Jake Roberts, like Steamboat. Shane Douglas was the first guy I seen go back and forth going, wait a minute, he was Shane Douglas on WCW. Why is he not Shane Douglas here? 
and that's when start stuff started to be. And then Scott Hall is like the next one in my head that I can kind of remember going, wait a minute, he was just Razor Ramon. Why is he doing here? And that's that whole idea. And then I'm like, oh shit, what's? And I, I'm thinking big supercard like we were talking about before. So this was the first time that this something like this really ever happened. I mean, the whole idea that maybe Razor and and, and fucking Kevin Ash were like working, possibly working for WWF was pretty great idea. It yes. really was. WCW. Or WCW, yeah. So, so he shows up in September of 90. Was it? No, no. I'm no. sorry. It was uh, May. Was June. No, May, May, June. May of 96. May of 96. June, June was Bash at the Beach. So he shows up and uh, he gets. No, July was Bash at the Beach. No, it was June. No, he shows up in May. And he shows up when it was the Mauler against Steve Dahl. Yeah. Well, pff, the and then he comes in the ring and he got the denim vest on. Enos, right? Mike Enos? Mike, the Mike Enos, yeah. Mike Anus. Mike Anus. Hey, yo. And he does his little... You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. And then he does a, this famous promo, and um, off to the World Horses, they went with that, man. Yeah. <laughs> big, big, big time. Like, And then the following week, and then the following week was the big time. Yeah, that's when we find out that fucking Kevin Ash signed as well, and yeah. they're like, "Holy, 150 days a year with guaranteed money." Yeah, making how much? Making how much? 1.5 million a year? Sure. Can you, call, can you DDP? Can you call Uncle Eric for me too? Now that's that's the other thing too, where like now looking back on it, and I think Nash has been one to say like, you know, it changed the business, whether it was for good, bad, whatever the case may be. Yeah, but it did it did bring the money up, and like I said, think of business like these guys are businessmen. And they had, I think Paul White was the one that said it, where it was like they had the Lloyds, it was not Lloyds of London, but they had the, oh, I forget what it's called. But when, they, like, say, oh, they, like, like, for example, they like, signed me for, for 1 million and then they signed Choppy for 1.5. So they gotta, I have to make 1.5. I have to get the bump up. Yes. So, like, I forget That's what how it I got was. my Presbyterian job. So, can you wait? So, let's think about this for a second. Remember when Brett got signed? He was offered. He was guaranteed three million a year. So when Brett came in there, they got three million a year. Yeah, and it was the same thing. It was like because they were coming in. And then when they re- re-upped Goldberg too, right? And now, and you got to remember at this time, Hogan, and you, and and probably Flair were in different. They're in different strategies. Flair was not making as much as Flair. I don't. He wasn't making as much as Hogan, but Sting supposedly was always. It was always the story of like Sting money. Sting was apparently getting made Sting. was getting paid like Sting. five six hundred thousand dollars a year from like early nineties. Right, because he was there for a gazillion years. But he was just like merch, whatever the case. Right, may be. but he get, he kept getting a bump up with the with the um with the uh, what do you call that um f- cost of living? Yeah, I guess that was a clause in his contract. But he uh, but so then when he was coming in and then. Bischoff goes, all right, I'm going to sign you for this guy. It's like he he called up Kevin Nash. He's like, yo, they're offering Sting I can get used money. to this couch thing, by the way. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I see you lounging. Yeah. And he, uh, so that's where that came in. And then, like I said, there's this great storyline of it was a three-on-three. Three, who's the third man? They fucking sold it like it was the biggest thing. And the story was always going to be, you know, who's going to be the third man? So they were priming Sting for it. But it, this third man had to be Hogan. It, it's the only thing that does that storyline, the WWF storyline. Even though at this point, WCW is getting sued out of their ass by WWF. But they uh, they furthered that storyline. And then when, when Hogan did the heel turn, it was just fucking magic. 
magic happened. Garbage flying into the ring, hitting Mean Gene in the head. I remember I was in, um, I was dating a girl at the time, Christine. And her dad. Hi, Christine. Hi, Christine. Hi, Christine. Christine was gorgeous, bro. She had a face of a porcelain doll. She was half Puerto Rican. Oh, she was beautiful. Wow. What a yeah. what, what a combo. So her dad, off the boat Puerto Rican dude, awesome guy. He bought, he didn't speak a lot of English, but he, he had the bootleg box. He was, Phil, Lucha? Lucha? I'm like, yeah, Lucha. Comes in, screws the fucking box into her bedroom TV. And I watched Bash the Beach. He screws the box into the bedroom TV. Oh. And then screwed I screwed the fuck out of her, though, I, by the way. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I'm just putting it out there. So right, right, I'm, now I'm glowing after this. I, I'm so I'm glowing. I, I, I want to smoke a cigarette after sex. I, didn't even have, I, didn't even, I don't even smoke. But that's another story. I remember vividly just sitting, <laughs> sitting there, right? Just my, my, whole ga- my whole gimmick changed. Like my whole my, state of mind. I was in love with this girl. I was... Killing it, we were hanging out, and I can give two fucks about her at this point. And she's beautiful, naked next to me, and I'm like, I can't talk to you right now because Hulk Hogan just did the most insane thing on the planet. Yeah, and you knew. I can remember take. She lived in the projects in Palm, uh, yeah. in, in Flushing, the Pomonok projects on Jewel Avenue. And it was what the hell is Roman doing? Is he running away? He's running away because they think he sees. A, oh, that's. Oh my God. Yeah. He's he's got a low. That's a, it's an Austin gimmick. He got it's a low. They, well, they they give him Brock a little uh, character. They're giving him a little room to run with. Yeah, fucking PBR Brock. Stone Cold Brock Lesnar. Hey guys, I got a bit of bad news. I have to bounce. What happened? Uh, lady ordered some pizza, and because I think I was getting out of here at eight o'clock, and she had the pizza's ready. I have to go get it, dude. <laughs> I am so sorry. Oh Jesus. That's all right. I'm so sorry, guys. I gotta bounce. I gotta go get go to Nona's real quick. All right, Uncle Jay will drop you Nona's. off then. Uncle Jay don't mind. If you, if you don't mind. Yeah. Guys, I love you. Scott Hall's the greatest. I don't give a fuck. All right, chop. We'll see you next week. Yeah. You don't have to break anything. How many how many take how many can take your seat? He knows enough. He should. He knows more than I do. Yeah, he he does. He does actually. All right, we'll see you next week. Yeah, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, want to get pizza. So Hogan does the massive fucking heel turn. Does the heel turn and then starts the whole revolution, man. Yeah. You know? Literally. And, you know, NWO chugging, chugging along, just fucking steamrolling everything come 97, just on top of the world. Um, we don't have to break down the whole NWO. But no, but it's just... It becomes a shit show. You know, and... <laughs> You know, Basically. I, I mean, how many times did they win the tag belts? Oh, the outsiders? H- him and Nash. They, they, when they beat the Steiners, that was awesome. When, when Hall and Nash beat the Steiners. Oh, brothers, yeah. They it went, was dope. They were, like I said, they ran them off the road. Like, it's they, they were such good um, storyline-driven stuff where it's realistic and, and all that. Like, they, it was really, really good stuff. And to me, you know, that's what it is. And... and Sting, you can't sit there and talk about Scott Hall without saying that apparently he was he was the man behind the idea of Crow Sting, of the idea of changing Sting up, and you know Sting wasn't dying his hair anymore. And then Sting goes into the rafters for fourteen, fifteen months, uh, and great another great storyline by WCW. It was kind of it just kind of it, it fell flat, but. You know, Scott Hall was the the man behind that, and and you know, at this point, I you know he 
you know, come 98, 99, they're doing the drunk storylines, and Scott's got problems, and his his real-life problems are bleeding. On mirrored, yeah. Yeah, bleeding onto the screen. Uh, Bischoff has gone on and saying that, you know, he looks back on it now and wishes he didn't he didn't go that route. And, you know, but that's, you know, you're looking out there. Yeah, way. not the first time that's happened, though. Yeah. A lot of guys do that. Hawk did it. Yeah. A lot of guys did it. But, you know, Scott Hall's... You know, personal problems were his 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 detriment. You know, due to his own detriment, really, it really stunted his ascent. I I can't definitively say that Scott Hall ever would have been a world champion. Um, if he had a chance, it was in WCW. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, I mean, maybe. Maybe if he, let's just say he's walking a straight and narrow in WWF early, you know, 2002, 2003, maybe he's a transitional champion, you know, at best. Yeah, he wins it here and there, like just wins it, then gives hands it, it off, you yeah. know, like, you know, like Kane did, you know what I mean? Like to me, I don't know, man, you know, his his crown. Go ahead. Breaking news, I'm sorry. Yankees signed Carlos Correa. Hey, now. Oh, my. Oh, well. That's a big fucking deal. I'm sorry, Jay. Go ahead. His, his, you know, his crowning achievement, he goes, you know, so then he gets fired from WCW for, for obvious reasons, goes through, a, 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 I think, a pretty bitter divorce, um, you know, unsigned. Come 2002, he goes, he gets signed by the WWF, has a, has a match with Austin, which Austin has gone on record and, and, and regretting not giving that match a little bit more, giving more of its just due. He, um, you know, he, he, Scott Hall at this point was really kind of, you know, spiraling out of control. He was part of the plane ride from hell. Uh, we've talked about that at great length. Yep. He, um, you know, and... He was just kind of plagued by it, you know, and at this point he was associated with a bad, you know, with if there's a bad locker room, Scott Hall's a part of it. He was very, you know, obviously the clique and, you know, he's a political monster, as it were, and he was somebody that just, you know, I don't want to say was followed by bad luck. Like you said, you know, he had his personal demons and whether it was he didn't give himself enough credit or if he didn't... um you know, I, I I think a lot of it. I think they blame they blame the the altercation from the nightclub in the eighties. That was that started his you know personal problems. It could be again. You could, you could spin a you could you spin could a dead spin, cat. You could spin that, but like I said, I I feel like he just never knew. He never fully knew how good he was. Yeah, or he was never good enough. Because if he right, because if he did, he wouldn't be fucking killing himself with with pills and alcohol. Yeah, and then anybody like for that matter, you like know, I not said, just him. That's a that's a that's just a you know he's an addict and 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 all this stuff. He ended up going. He ended up doing a lot of things, a lot of different things in the early two thousands. You know, TNA was in and out of TNA a lot. Went to New Japan. Yeah, he did a lot. Like you said, we talked about the Tanahashi thing. He put over Tanahashi. Yeah, big time. Um, one of the coolest things we we did the. We did the oh I forget the promotion but it was the Foley against uh, Hustle yeah it was the the th- Hustle yeah and him and Nash him and Nash came out to Fuji's Ready or Not like it's fucking great you know 
that's something you'd actually like hustle. He, it was like it was like a funny parody promotion in Japan. He, uh, you know, and then I think he ended up wrestling his last match around. I, you know, I I want to say it was like oh, it had to be over ten years ago. I'm gonna look it up, but uh, I'm not sure if I'm uh, forgetting anything now. He had there was that one story with ECW. Remember he uh, was thrown out of the ECW locker room. Yeah, I remember that. Shane and Bam Bam and all this stuff and. He uh, returned to TNA. Yeah, he uh, was it 2016. Might have been around his last match. Oh wow, that's you know I I think I think it was around there. Yeah, around 2016 was his last match. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, twice, right? Twice, yeah. Right, as Razor Ramon and then as uh, the the Click. I never liked that Razor that he was inducted. NWO. Yeah. I never liked that he was inducted as Razor. I I always thought that was kind of <sighs> shitty. I mean, granted, he got in as Scott uh, Hall as, as NWO. I mean, but if it wasn't for that gimmick, he wouldn't have had it. He wouldn't have gotten anywhere. True. Else. Oh, without a doubt. I I mean, there, there's no denying that. But to me, it was just, I was just always like, ah, you know, he's got to go in it. because his 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 accomplishments were just as big as Scott Hall as it was Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon. Might have had a chance of being world world champion at in WWF if he'd stay in '96. I think that's I think that's evident. Yeah, but as Scott Hall, I, like I said, unless it was WCW, w, WWF, and even still, it's still sketchy because '96 you have Taker, Sean was a political monster, Brett was an unbelievable political monster, you know. We always say like the the greatest wrestlers to never hold a a world belt. Hall is up there. I, I mean, I always say that like Piper is 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 the greatest, but Piper never needed the belt. My opinion. So, the time that Razor, if he stayed, he would have won was when Brett left and when Sean got injured. Yep. Those were the, that was when if he, he would have stayed. If he stayed. If he stayed. Yeah. And like I said, because Brett takes the hiatus in '96. Brett's gone in 96, and he Clive a series. That might have been it, because who was the champ then? You had Sid as the champ then. You had you had uh, Brett, uh, Sean. Well, 97 the was the screw job, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was so, Survivor Series. So, like I said, so to me, like like Hammer said, that, that might have been the only time, but maybe he left too early to become world champ, but... Like I said, I don't think that ever. Is, I don't think that's what fueled him. He was he was the guy. He was the guy backstage helping other people, and you know it was evident with Ding DDP. He could have been the guy to get Rocky over instead. Yeah, yeah, and and he would have been the guy to do. And it. And it's funny because Rock, uh, I, you know, I forget what 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 the Rock said, but the Rock had he, he he said something that he was able to tell Hall they had a match together. He was able to tell Scott Hall what he meant to him, and because you could see. Scott Hall's work inside the ring, and there's it's almost I don't want to say carbon copy, but they threw the same punches. Scott Hall's punches are a thing of beauty. Like, and maybe that's just my new my new favorite thing to watch. Like, just watch how people throw punches. No, you're a podcaster now, and and in the ring, but like Scott Hall had a fucking unbelievable punch, and I think you can look at the Rock. And look at that and go, oh, he he took that. He he kind of lifted that from Scott a right, little bit. Right. And um, you know, he his his 
his mark is definitely left on the business. His, unfortunately, it may be with bad, uh, a bad tint to it. His personal stuff, it does, it does completely outweigh his good stuff. That 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 was it. The thirty for thirty or whatever it was. It was that was just that's bad. You know, and you can't talk about it without, you can't talk about Scott without really kind of mentioning that, too. A lot of these documentaries get painted in in that light because of what they've done to themselves. And, you know, part of you doesn't want to, as the the person, they're, they're paying you for it. Yeah. So, I mean... That's probably where his head was at, you know. Yeah, but you know, like him showing up to that indie event, just completely out of you know, out of sorts. Oh, and they had to hold him up. Yeah, yeah that was fucking that's, sad. Man. It's sad, and that's that's, that's that was addiction. like I think it was big time wrestling. That was in Massachusetts. That's I think. that's addiction, man. That's that's. All right, listen. I I remember quick story. My it was my senior year of high school. My dad's best friend was getting married. We we flew down to Fort Lauderdale, and. uh I was an usher in the wedding. My dad was supposed to be the best man. So we flew down there, and he had nothing on him in terms of in terms of drugs. So we get on a plane. They told him, I said, we get on a plane, we get pinched. You're fucking done. Yeah. Like, I'm going to jail. You're going to jail, and I'll never, I'll never see you again. And if I get out of jail, I'll never fucking forgive you, right? Yeah. So he doesn't bring any drugs with him. He's now he's he's not used to being not being high. So now, like, second day in, he's, like, getting the shakes and all that stuff. The day of the wedding... One of the ushers didn't fly down. They drove and brought. They, they they went. They went and smoked pot, and the guy laced it with dust, angel dust, oh, shit. PCP. Oh. So of course, my dad smokes the joint, thinking it's just a joint, whatever he claims allegedly, and he's fucking out of his mind high. I had to physically dress him, like had to put his tuxedo on. I had to sign the fuck. I had to be the best man at the wedding. I had to sign the paperwork. I had to do the speech, everything. I was 17, 18. So I know that him being, Scott Hall being that that high and that wasted, I know how that is. I see, I felt, I I, I know that feeling. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. No, um, it's. it's and, the, and the way it was portrayed, it was fucking, is bad. But it was kind of like a thing. It was like, a, you know, shortly after that, you know, he's basically tearing his life apart. And then he sees what Jake is doing. And Jake was like, listen, Scott Hall's in a bad place. And they call Scott. It's DDP opens the house to him. Yeah. And DDP's just starting up the yoga thing. You know, and DDP, and, and then let's, let's not get it twisted now. DDP's looking at his money, too. Yeah. Because DDP's like, oh, I got, I got Jake Roberts. I got Scott Hall. I could promote this. And he becomes a fucking billionaire. Yeah. Selling his millionaire off his, off his gimmick, right? He gets Scott in there. Scott loses all the weight. He's doing the yoga. Great shape. Great shape. Gets the Hall of Fame nod, the whole nine yards. And then he relapses again. Well, I, I think it was, I, I don't know if it's true or not, because I, I just read that today, that he, um, it was during the pandemic that really kind of like yeah. seclusion. And, and listen, yeah. I'm not blaming anything. He's, no, you know, no. I mean, I put that, that, that happened to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and, you know, so he, you know, supposedly that happened and that might have led to his fall. Whatever the case may be, you know, if if that is the case, it shouldn't, it shouldn't 
you know, cast that big of a cloud, but like you said, his his demons and his his personal problems are just, you know, kind of like another paint by numbers, you know, wrestler from when we grew up, you know? Yeah. Like that's somebody's, you know, the Bulldogs, Pillman, you know, sure. these these guys uh he, you know, but like to me it is something that has to be addressed because it it was ulti- an ultimate crutch that completely and utterly held him back because WWF, I mean, granted, you know, they'd send him to rehab and they 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 try to take care of him, but they open rehab to anybody who performed. They're there. not gonna they're not gonna bring. That's a policy they have. They're not gonna bring back somebody in any kind of fashion that they're not that's not trustworthy. Meanwhile, if you have a sober Scott Hall, you you're. You have somebody that's just a wealth of knowledge, psychology, but that, but, and, and that's my whole point. Like, yeah. if he knew that, I think he knew if, that. No, if he knew it enough, dude. If he knew it enough, he'd be in a better place in his life. Yeah, he'd be at the performance center. He may and, even be a producer. He yeah. he may have had the spot that Shawn Michaels has now. Yeah, you don't know. He was he was he was that good. Yeah, and, of course, absolutely. But I, I I think I think he I think he did know that. I think he. I, I my, once again my opinion. I think he did know that, and he just, you know, demons are demons, man. Yeah, I think he knew it, but not enough. That's all. Yeah, you know, and it's it's something like that where it's a shame, and you know, I just hope that it it if if that was how it went down, and I I just it just leads a bad, you know, that's just a bad cloud over over a just a bad enough situation where he was, you know, he was just as good. I, I I'm I'm glad to see that he you know he was around for a lot of the positive adulation that he got. Yeah, yeah. You know my my favorite my I, listen I loved Scott Hall ninety seven ninety eight when he was operating man like him and the stuff with him they were him and Nash were just two guys that looked like two tall white guys who dressed like fucking hip hop culture at that point. It was fucking. It was. It made me want to wear a do rag backwards. They they were fucking cool. I could see you with Fubu pants. Yeah, right <laughs> they were fucking cool. So, yeah, and uh, sadly, sixty three years old, he yeah. died from a blood clot. Had a couple of strokes, heart attack. And I tell you, listen, not for nothing. It, if it took three heart attacks to put him down, that's pretty fucking diesel too, you know. Yeah, with a blood clot because the blood clot was un, undiagnosed after the fall. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's pull this train in. There's 10 matches, according to our friends over at whatculture.com, that pretty much puts Scott Hall's career into into perspective. Um, these are the top 10 matches of his career. Number 10 was in TNA from lockdown of 2010. Kings of wrestling, baby. Well, it was um, Team 3D versus versus uh, the Hall and Nash. Supposed to be X-Pac, but he didn't appear. So he brought in Kevin Nash, mm-hmm. who already had a cage match earlier that night against Eric Young. Um, they were called the band at that point. Um, Go figure. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> right. Um, uh, why is my computer? Oh, my computer's going to freeze, right? Of course it is. Number nine versus Lex Luger and the Giant at Super Bowl 97. Yeah. Remember that match? Mm-hmm. Okay, next match. Number eight versus Shawn Michaels on. Um, that one I don't remember. 
it's, the setup to the ladder match? It was after the ladder match. Okay. Following the ladder match at WrestleMania 10, Razor and Sean went in different directions. Razor would lose the IC title to yes. Diesel. And the Heartbreak Kid would not wrestle again until August 1st, 94, edition of Raw. Yep. His opponent in the match was the bad guy, but not to the level of their, of their battle five months prior. It was still a good outing. The goal of the match was to build up Razor in his quest to reclaim the title. Um... Interference from Diesel, HBK was able to sneak out a win with a big boot from the IC champion in a roll-up. This was the first of several matches with Sean on the list, though. Yeah. So this was the face turn for him. Okay. Right? Yeah. All right, your next match versus Sting, Lex Luger, Randy Savage, Bash at the Beach. Bash at the Beach, yep. yeah. That was it. This was the this was the match, you know? And uh, he even said himself, no one knew who the third man was. Everybody kept speculating it was somebody, but no one knew. You know, and that, that was probably the whole thing. And I remember they had an interview with Billy Kidman. He's like, I just, I still couldn't, and I was there, and I couldn't fucking. <laughs> Number six versus Bret Hart at the Royal Rumble. I that match. Yep. Yep. That was a great match. It was. He, Like I said, he was at, at this, especially at this point where. For the title. yeah, And, and you mentioned this. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. He, Go ahead. He was, but at, at this point where he was plugged in, he was he was a character long enough that you just go, oh, shit. Scott Hall's coming out. And the stuff with, with, with X-Pac, one, two, three, kid, really put... I mean, obviously, it put Waltman on the map, but it really put, I think, Razor Ramon as well because it really was that big of an upset. And you said it before. He, if not the best wrestler, never to win a world championship. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I think so. He might be the top guy ever. Like, Kurt Hennon is Kurt Hennon's up there. Rick Rude won a world belt, but it's not... It, you know, but but did but did did Kurt Henning have enough prolific matches in his career, in terms of I mean the but you can't you can't go with the uh, the the AWA stuff with, with Bachwinkle and then USWA with Jerry Lola, but I mean like Mister Perfect to his credit was probably one of the greatest IC champs of all time. Yeah, he never had that match though. Every time I saw him in a world title match, it was not good. He fought; he was mismatched. Yeah, he fought Hogan. You know what I'm saying? Like he, no one would beat Hogan. He, he, Kurt Hennon is up there, and like I said, I said it be you know he was never going to be champion if he would have stayed. If he would have stayed in in WWF in '96, I think eventually he would have been, but it would have been transitional. Right, definitely. I think. Yeah. Number five versus Jeff Jarrett at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, beautiful. Ninety five Royal Rumble. Great that match. was really good. Yep, we talked about that earlier. We talked about that earlier, right? All these matches be probably chronological. I didn't look at this list before I did it though. Yeah, I, to, I like to look. I like to look at it blind. Yep. So no one knows what you know. Number four versus Goldberg. It sold out. Ninety nine. That was the. That was a ladder match. That was a la- yeah. Okay. Stun gun ladder match. Oh great! <laughs> Stupid stun gun. Um, this was gold the month prior to Star K ninety eight, which cost him the world title. WCW Championship and the undefeated streak. So, all right. Hey, don't stupid. What if what culture.com? <laughs> That's not me. Number three versus Shawn Michaels and Diesel. WWF Action Zone. I don't remember this. In 1994, following successful launch of Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon created his new wrestling show called Action Zone. Oh, yeah. Needing to draw as many eyes as, as he could on a new program, Vinnie Mac booked the first two episodes to be main evented by WWF Champion and the Tag Team Championship match, respectively. On the second episode, Razor and foe-turned-ally 1-3-Kid challenged Shawn Michaels and Diesel for the title. Mm-hmm. In the end, Diesel was made to look like the star, surviving the onslaught of, of the offense, getting back in the ring, nailing Kid with the big boot to win the championships. 
Of all the matches on this list, this tag team classic is the most likely to be missed by wrestling fans as it as it it's extremely tough to track down online. I've hmm. never seen it. I don't think I've ever seen it either. Of course, number two versus Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 95. Yep. Um, might have been the best match taking place. This is Choppy's favorite. He says it's better than a Mania match. I definitely. think it, it, it's definitely better than a Mania match, but it had no choice to be because they, they had, one, they had about, what, four months? No, it was a, a year. Yeah. It was yeah. a year or so yeah. to to really up up the ante, and they did it. Yeah. And, and And these guys were so good, and like I said, believe in what they say that these guys eat ate slept and breathed this business i think it was a, it was clearly it was a a thing that had to happen they had to top it right, right. and i think they pushed that and number 1 of course is the ladder match from mania, mania of but 94 but it's but it, like i said it's sensationalized it's because one two. it's yeah. it's it's sensationalized because of when it came out when it came out it was it was unbelievable unbelievable yeah yeah um but legendary nonetheless yeah and Scott Hall will be missed. My, you know, it's just one of those things, man. It's like you know, you're, you're almost used to it. You know what I'm saying? You're almost used to it. Like, oh man, an, another one. We're get, we're we're getting into a weird area now where guys that and it's just it's, it's gonna be like that. It's gonna yeah, like guys. Well, you're 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 a different breed because you you kind of got your feet a I, lot of I different areas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. Like to me, like you know, like celebrity deaths, like you know. Like when Robin Williams died, I was like, "Wow, that's 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 sad." But like you know, even when Don Rickles died, I was like, "Wow, I can't believe that." But he, you know, he's up there in age. Guy is sixty three. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't you don't really expect that. Maybe we take it for granted too, but you really don't expect that either. So it is it's it's sad, uh, you know. But hopefully, he gets remembered more for his wrestling work. And stuff that he did inside and outside the ring, um, and not just outside the ring. Outside, I'm gonna remember him for all the classic shit. I'm gonna, re- and then now more than ever, I re- I'm remembering him through the eyes of these performers that are talking about him yeah. vividly online. Yeah, guys like Shawn Michaels and X Pac and Nash, Kip, Mike Kip Mondo. Sabian. Kip Sabian had a great Billy Gunn. Uh, there's so many. Shinsuke Nakamura was the one that really. Shinsuke Nakamura was the one that that. That really dread, like almost brought me to tears, and I should say I'm sorry. Um, uh, uh, Tanahashi, Hiroshi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, because Tanahashi is basically the John Cena of fucking of of yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh yeah, he's like the he's on the posters, he's on the towels, he's on the fucking gimmicks. He's he's the he's the poster child, you know, before Okada, you know. So. All right, well, that's that's pretty much it for that. We're going to pull the train into the station. Next yep. week, we'll, we'll go back to our regular schedule programming, and I'll announce the bracket winners of the first two rounds of the uh, mid-card tag team tournament. March Madness. March Madness. How many closing statements from you? Nothing? Ah. Uh. Yeah, you, you, you don't have the game yet, so I can't get your opinion, right? I mean, you can get my opinion. I've played it. You played it. Oh, you remotely played it with your I friend. I have played it. And you like it now. It's It's a thing, yeah. He says it's every year he winds up buying it. Anyway. It'll, it'll, it'll win you over. Anyway, Choppy, hope you choke on your pizza. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week, man. We're getting close to Mania in two more weeks. Mania season. I can't wait, man. You guys know all the handles, social media gimmicks. Brooklyn Blast Furnace tomorrow, new Check episode. Jimmy Ferrari and yours truly. We're chopping it up, no pun intended. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys next week. 
Same bad time, same bad channel. See ya. Good night, jerk-offs. Say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. <laughs>